What is going on? Hello, Bell Breakers. This is our very last, last main episode yes. of the year. Before we get into even a worse year. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah. Before we get into the worst year, we just got to look back in, me- uh, in remembrance of what is 2020. I mean... Obviously, the best thing that happened in 2020 is we started this freaking podcast. Absolutely. I mean... That right there says everything we need to say. Yep. That's it. Yeah. That's it. It's a wrap, guys. See you next time. (laughs) Bye. Peace. Exactly. That is it. That is really the one good thing that came out of it. Did anything else good come out of it? I finished school. You did. You did. I did too. We yeah, both finished we both college. Finished school. That's been so long ago I for know, me. That right? I it seems like that. a different year. I know. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. Like I didn't get to walk. You didn't get to walk. Nothing. Yes. No. Which I was okay with. But yeah, right, still, right? Yeah, I didn't do it to walk. Yeah. But let's. What what all has happened in 2020? Oh, Can boy. you believe that 2020 started off with the Australia wildfires? That's right. Yeah, it did. Does that seem like it was in the same year? No, it seems like a totally different year. Absolutely. Like yeah. <laughs> like the whole year kicked off with Australia wildfires. Yeah. And, and it only got worse from there. Right? I know. How is that we possible? Just escalate it. Like the entire <laughs> country, continent of um, Australia was yeah. literally burning. The, the whole outback. And it somehow was the best thing that ever happened this year. So <laughs> um, welcome to that year. Yeah. Um, we started with the, with the blaze. Yeah, yeah. So then also um, in around, what was it, February, March is when the whole scare started popping up of the pandemic. Right. The, I think the lockdown finally happened uh, March. Was it March, first week yeah. Of March? It was like right, like early March, yeah. yeah. But yeah, they were talking about it all the way through the right. beginning of the year. Like, oh, it's coming, it's coming, yeah, it's coming. Yeah. Everyone's like, yeah, fuck that. Even Trump's like, let's close down the... Right, the travel and they China. made fun of them. Yeah, you and know. they went and had a party. Nancy, in Chinatown. Yeah, Nancy Pelosi had a party in Chinatown. Is that not the most pandering thing? <laughs> oh like, yeah, they're they're, they're, all... they're the worst. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah. Also, be, speaking of the worst, remember when they put on those? Um, oh yes, the 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 African the garb. garb yes. African garb. What was that for? Was that for? Well, I I don't even remember what it was for. That's how. <laughs> Long ago. It was Black Lives Matter. Is that what yeah, it was? Yeah, oh, okay, Black so Lives Black Matter. Lives Matter. Yeah, they're trying to. They are pandering to the African culture. That's <laughs> yeah. so dumb. I mean, which um, we had come to find out that um, the garb that they were wearing was like slave owners, yeah. in, right? In right. <laughs> so you can't write that shit. So then, at, uh, that just brings us to also um, Black Lives Matter was revived right. again because of George the whole Floyd. George Floyd thing, yes. which nobody even really talks about George Floyd right. anymore. Yeah. Yeah, Black but that lives. was that was the funeral everybody came out for after no funerals, guys. No yep. funerals, but everybody showed up but for it was, George Floyd. It was Floyd's fine funeral. for George Floyd. That is that's okay. Yeah, yeah. So Eddie Van yeah. Halen died. That was uh, sad. Yeah. Sean Connery died. Sean Connery died. Yes. Um, there were some yes. other good um, ones. Uh, Kenny Rogers. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, oh, Chadwick Bose- Boseman, Black oh. Panther. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Let's see deaths in 2020. Um, I don't care about COVID deaths. I want celebrity deaths. <laughs> <laughs> We're not here for the COVID deaths. Celebrities who died in 2020. Yeah, little Richard died. Oh, uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg died. She was the yes. first one to pop up on the celebrities who died. She's yes. not really she's not in my book of celebrities. Yes, but she, that she's the one most celebrities will be like, yes, they were my hero. Yeah, yeah. Um, David Prowse, did you say that? Uh, no, but that was Darth Vader, yes. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. And, and Jeremy Damn. Bullock, who is Boba Fett. Uh, Conchata Farrell. Man, a lot of 
a lot of freaking Star, Star Wars, Wars people. guys died. I know. Alec Trebek, that was the other one. Yes, Alec How Trebek. How did we forget that? Yes, he was the other of the big three. It was Van Halen, Connery, and Trebek. Yeah, I was like the trifecta of shittiness that that 2020 came to be. Yeah. Little Richard died. That was yeah. another big yeah. one. And he must have died early. Regis. Regis died. Oh, Regis. Oh, my gosh, man. There's a lot Regis? Of, well, there's been so many of them and so much going on. Kobe Bryant died. Yes. That was this year, too. Can yes, you believe the that? the helicopter accident. I, I, like, yes. It blows my mind that Kobe Bryant dying about is that. part of this year, too. Yes. And that was in January, same wow. as the, the Australia wildfire. So, yeah. Uh, 2020 kicked off shitty. Kobe yeah. died and Australia burned yes. at the same time. Yeah. And then, again, went downhill from there. Right. So, um, yeah, this is not. Uh, um, the, Ian Holm died. He was a uh, he play, played Frodo in Long uh, Lord of oh, the Rings. Oh, right, right, right. Okay, so yeah, there's played Frodo. Okay, he, uh, no, he played Bilbo. Oh, I was going to say Frodo was. Um, uh, yeah, um, the young kid. Yeah, right. That who kid was from here in Iowa. Isn't yeah, he? yeah, yeah. I can't think. Of. Elijah Wood. Yeah, Elijah Wood. Yeah, I guess he was friends with my sister-in-law um, growing up. Mandy knows somebody that used to babysit him or something. Oh, that's funny. Like an older lady that used to babysit him. Um. Yeah, 2020, the gift right? that the just... Oh, Jerry Stiller. Gift. Jerry Stiller. Oh, Ben Stiller's dad. Yeah. Yep. Yep. He's from... Uh, Seinfeld. And, yeah, that and... Um, and uh, okay. King of Queens. King of Queens, there you go. I didn't know that was this year, too. Man, a lot of a lot of bad things happen. Kelly Preston, uh, John Travolta's wife. Oh, yeah. She died. She was hot. She yeah. was really hot. Probably killed by the Scientologists. Probably. And now we're going to get kicked yes. off YouTube. <laughs> Kirk Douglas died. So many, so many deaths. But that's not what we're here for. No. The, um, the um, Steelers' undefeated season died this year. <laughs> <laughs> they did. But you know what? They won on Sunday. They did, finally. Against a legit team. But it, they lost against the illegitimate team. I know, but that hey, the last one was against a legitimate team. Yeah, right, so fair. they're going into the playoffs. Good. Good. Yes, That's they're good. looking good. So I, I, good. I feel good about it. Yeah, I'm, I feel good for you feeling good about it. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see what next week brings. <laughs> so this week we had thrown up the idea of do we just do a year recap? Because we just had a fun and a fun happy episode yeah. last week with our Christmas extravaganza is what it turned into. It. So this week it was just like, do we just do a year recap? Because I mean that's kind of the easy go to for yeah. New Year's and with all the holiday stuff going on, it's like, but do we do we want to be like right? Do we want to be cliche? Yeah, or do I? I just felt like. We were going the easy route, which that's what it would have been, too. Yeah. I was, so I, I texted you a couple days ago. I was like, so do you want to do an easy year wrap-up, or do you want to really dig deep? And you text back. You're like, let's dig deep. I was like, all right, here we go, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Grab your shovel. Here we yes. go. So um, tonight's topic, today's topic, whatever time of day it is you're listening, we are jumping straight full-blown into Agenda 21. Right. And most people, when they hear that nowadays— if they've heard of it, think full blown conspiracy theory, right? Like, and that's what that's what mainstream media is going to tell you. Yeah, be like, oh, they're at it again. They're throwing up Agenda Twenty One. Conspiracy theorists are, are back. Yep, yep. tinfoil hats back yep. on. Population control, right? Killing off grandma and all that stuff. Right. Which that's not what we're talking about tonight. But we are no. talking about Agenda Twenty One because right. we've been talking about. We've kind of worked in a direction here. We talked about like. 
um, the Green New Deal. Right. We've tied that to the Great Reset. Right. We've tied that to like Biden's plans yeah. and the kind of like the Build Back Better, Build Back Better agenda. Yeah. We've even tied some into like the Cashless Society agenda. Right. Yeah. All this is basically tied into, and I, I didn't even think about this until like two days ago when I texted you. All this ties into Agenda 21. Absolutely. If you actually look yeah. into and listen to some stuff about what's actually behind Agenda 21, this is, as you called it today, right. this is the end game. Right, yeah. As we were driving, you were like, wow, there's a lot of rabbit holes. And I'm like, yeah, it's because it's the end game. Yeah, and, and I was you're just like, like, shit. Dude, that, you just gave me a chill. <laughs> yeah. I was just like this, shit. Yep. So but, that's, but it's, But it's, I mean, again, like for the last hundred years since Woodrow Wilson put the League of Nations into place mm-hmm. after World War One, it's all been building to this. Yes. So that's why we wanted to end the year with a bang and just give you a, a taste of full-blown craziness, I guess. Um, we, we dug a little deep. This isn't going to um, get so deep that you're going to get completely lost. I'm, I think we're going to call this like maybe the Agenda 21 primer right. episode. Yeah. This is just kind of an introduction, which has been kind of a lot of our, our episodes. Right. It's just like there is so much more in this that you right. need to dig into, and we'll probably dig into it eventually. Yeah, because there's there's so many branches to this. I right. mean, how deeply entailed it is into local governments, mm-hmm. into education, I mean, into all facets of life. Right. And it's going to sound like a conspiracy, but a lot of this is their own words yep. that yep. we're taking. So um, it's it's not far-fetched. It's not too far-fetched. So we're going to get right into that. Like I said, hopefully we don't blow your minds too much um, ending this year out. Um, we just we just didn't want to be cliche, and we, we just right. want to start off the new year, I guess, with right. going deep and diving deep. Yeah. And maybe this will just be like a sign of what the future of our show is going to look like. Right. I don't think it's going to look that much different than I don't think some so. of our other episodes. Like I said, we've we, dug you know, deep before. Yeah, we have. Like you said, but we want to, you know, one of the reasons we're doing is the, the weekend wrap up is because we want to dig deeper in the weekly mm-hmm. show. And right. so that's, that's what that's going to be. Right. So we're just going to get right into it. Um, we got a couple things to hit on before we dig into the topic, just because some things have transpired since our weekly wrap-up episode. So we just want to point that out before we get into it. And then we're just going to dive in, and hopefully we make you guys as uncomfortable as possible. So we're just going to kick this intro and get right into it. Are you ready, Bill? Let's do it. Let's do it. What did you say? <laughs> You talking to me? What what the heck are you talking about? What did you say? What did you say? What did you say? Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? What are you saying? What did you say? Are you talking to me? Well, maybe he was talking to me. What in heaven's name are you talking about? Talk to me, talk to me, talk to me, baby! Did you just say? What did you say? You listen to me. Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? What the hell are you talking about? Who are you talking to? All right. Let's do it. 
Yeah. Let's just do it. Let's just do it. Nike. Yes. Just do it. Yes. You know, I got I got detention once for wearing a, a T-shirt that said "Just Do It." A Nike T-shirt? Yeah. Yeah. In high school, they said it was. Uh, I was spreading an inappropriate message. This must have been. Wow, our music just cuts out. Apparently, I didn't fade <laughs> it out soon enough. Thank you for that. That was smooth. <laughs> anyway, cool. um, had they not it's like? No, no, they slogan? saw it. They <laughs> just thought that it was um, that it was it was profane to say "Just Do It." Oh. Yeah. All right. Did you go to like Catholic school or no? It was a public school. Interesting. Yes. Well, anyway, that's not what we're here to talk no, about. No. Um so before we get into the full blown crazy episode. Yes. Um some stuff, like I said, happened immediately after our weekend wrap up because that's we talked usually about how it works, isn't it? Yeah, it, it seems like every yeah. time we've done it this week cuz we <laughs> we started a second episode cuz news was changing so fast right. that it was like by the time we got to the end of the week there was so much that had changed and it's still doing the same thing like we are going <laughs> like half a week and it's still like yeah we talk about how Trump uh was going to turn down and not sign the spending right. bill yeah Release the episode and like literally the next day, right. Trump signs the spend, yeah, exactly. six hundred dollars yeah. stimulus package. Yeah, yeah. He, he gave in to all the uh, people saying that he was going to let Americans go hungry, and uh, that he was going to um, allow uh, unemployment to die, and mm. and he was a horrible person because of it. And mm. and then he signed it, but then he came back and said, "But I'm going to use the Impoundment Act of nineteen seventy six. What's that? Basically, he can um, hold hostage funds for uh, spending he deems as wasteful, and he can hold it for 45 days and allows them to basically, um, I I think he's hoping that um, he can uh, basically throw mud at all this stuff and and maybe somebody will see it and and people will call their congressmen and say, don't vote for this, don't vote for that. And then they can do an amendment to the the bill and and maybe rake some of that shit out. Well, he's talking also about amending the bill and like throwing in the or right. having another bill to change the six hundred dollars well, so to two thousand. The House voted today and they approved the two thousand. But it's gotta go through the Senate now. And the Senate is is currently Republican controlled yeah. and that could go the, that's probably gonna go the other way. Well you've got like we said right. <clears throat> on the weekend wrap up you got like the Rand Pauls right. and, Tom, Ted, and Ted Cruz. Tom, I keep saying Tom Cruise. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah. Stupid Scientologists. Right? Um, Which are some of our favorite people. Yes, we love them to yes. death. Don't kick us off YouTube. <laughs> um, but yeah, those people are completely against right. all the big spending and yeah. all that stuff. Not not necessarily just the, the checks, but all of... Like right. the major spending, which rightfully yeah. so. There's right. so much. Like we talked about all the shit in there. Yeah, right. So um, we didn't. We weren't going to talk too much about it. We just wanted to point out mostly that, um, right. Trump did a 180 and did sign. Did sign the it bill. despite our hopes that he would not. Mm. But again, I think he caved. I saw people saying, you know, again on social media, you know, I can't believe Trump's going to let. Americans go hungry at Christmas time and stuff, and so he caved. He doesn't change anything at Christmas time. I know, I know. Because he signed it, what, the next, like, yeah. two days after Christmas? Right, yeah. So yeah. what the hell does that have to do with Christmas time? I know. And, I mean, the big, big thing I think that he needed to get a sign for was the unemployment was was right winding up. Yeah. It was going to be up on Sunday, I think. Yeah, but then there's always this, this scary thing that they threw out there. Oh, no, the government's going to close. And it's like, who cares? Let it close. Yeah, let it. We talked Please. about that. Let yeah. it close. We're we're fine with that. Um, another part of the um, the uh, the Senate overrode um, Trump's veto of the uh, defense spending bill. 
So uh, we we had talked about how Trump vetoed oh, so, it. So he didn't sign that one. They just overrode the. Well, he so he vetoed it. Okay. Said no, I'm not going to do this. And they had enough votes that they're like, well, it doesn't matter if you're for it. We're gotcha. We're, we're still passing this. So. Okay, because I thought he turned around and signed that one too. I was like, man, he yeah. went against everything yeah. he said he wasn't no. going to do. For, fortunately, he did not. But yeah. So this article here kind of talks about that impoundment control act that he was talking about. It says. Um, He's it going to use it to gut the wasteful spending and try to boost the stimulus check. Yes. So he's using it for both. Yeah. Um, Which I think he's trying to take those funds that are meant, you know, the $130 million that would go to Egypt and turn it around and say, no, let's make this for the American people. He says, this is his quote in this article, it says, As the President of the United States, it's my responsibility to protect the people of our country from the economic devastation and hardship that was caused by the China virus. Like, he, he can't just call it COVID-19. No, it's always no, going it's to be a China. China virus. China virus. I understand that many small businesses have been forced to close as a result of harsh actions by Democrat-run states. Many people are back to work, but my job is not done until everyone is back to work. Fortunately, as a result of my work with Congress and passing the CARES Act, it's always my work, my of work, Of course, my work. and it's what he does. Uh, earlier this year, we avoided another Great Depression under my leadership, Project Warp Speed has been a tremendous success. My my administration and I <laughs> developed a vaccine many years ahead of wildest expectations, and we are distributing these vaccines and others soon coming to millions of people. Again, that's not a good thing in right. my eyes. No, definitely not. We've seen not. some of the results of those vaccines. Yes. As president, I have told Congress that I want far less wasteful spending and and more money going to the American people in the form of $2,000 checks per adult and 600 per child. So that answers the question we Damn. had on Sunday. Right. So it's 2000 per adult plus 600 per child. So it's not 2000 by ch- per no, child. No, no. So you're looking at, um, for a family of four, $5,200. Right. So, wow. Which is still higher than the 2400 that right. we talked we got about last now. time. Or that they're talking oh, about right. with the $600. Yeah. So, so I mean, that clears up a little bit there because we had that question before. Right. So he says, I will sign the omnibus and COVID package with a strong message. So this says he will sign the omnibus package. Hmm. Um, That makes clear to Congress that wasteful items need to be removed. I will send back Congress a redline version, item by item, accompanied by the formal... So he's going to redline the entire 5,000-page document? Yeah. That's a lot of red lines. <laughs> I'm sure he's got uh, some interns working on that. I would hope so. <laughs> I'm signing this bill to restore unemployment benefits. There you go. Um, like I said, the deadline is right. coming up. Like All those unemployment uh, extensions or um, increases were going to go away, right. I think, Monday or Sunday night. Yeah. Stop uh, evictions, provide rental assistance, and more money for PPP. Return our airline workers back to work and substantially more money for vaccine distribution. So yeah. I think that was probably a big part of the bill, too. Probably, yeah. So that's probably another reason to push for it. So, um, yeah, I think there was just a lot of pressure on him in the form of these things that were winding down right, that he yeah. had to pass something. So right. he didn't want to go out as, hey, I didn't do shit. Right, yeah. Be remembered Because, as because you know, even if he held out as long as he could, day one of Biden's administration, he's going to sign it. Mm-hmm. I mean, Biden already had come out and been like, come on, man, just sign the bill. <laughs> yep. So, what are you, some kind of crackhead? Exactly. Um, so, do you think he goes out signing this so he doesn't go out being the guy 
that yeah. let all this go to shit. Right. But does he go out now as being the guy that caved? When oh, he hasn't yeah. caved in four no. years, yeah. he's, he's pushed back for four years, and right. now at the very last thing he does is completely cave oh, yeah. when he says, oh, I'm not, there's no way I'm going to yeah. sign he, that. He's not getting any credit for signing it. Mm-mm. No, no, he's, it's, he's damned if he is, he's damned if he doesn't. I think that's it. So, so. It, there's no win for him now, and there won't be for the next, you know, 20 days, yeah. 30 days. However so. many days are left. Right. So, that leads me to my transition into what we're going to talk about. And this article comes from motherjones.com, which is, I'm pretty sure, is a pretty left-leaning news source. This says, the stimulus shows the best Congress has to offer for climate change. Says, environmentalists are describing the year-end $900 billion stimulus bill just passed by Congress as the most ambitious climate legislation passed in over a decade. And I bet you didn't know that, did you? I didn't. <laughs> no, me Not neither. reading some of that or listening to everything right. they're well, saying. Well, we went over the it. list in the weekend wrap-up, and I mean, there was only maybe two or three things that popped that I was like, okay, maybe that would be, you know, like the Amtrak mm-hmm. funding or um, infrastructure, infrastructure or right, yeah. that kind of stuff. And the recycling for the white uh, for the, the airline air, oh, yeah, the airline right, recycling yeah. program. <laughs> and we're like, what the hell? So it says, um, contained in the package is a raft of climate measures that actually garnered bipartisan agreement, like extended tax credits for clean energy industries, promoting clean energy uh, research and development, updating federal agency missions to tackle climate change, and empowering agencies to cut certain super pollutant greenhouse gases. Super pollutant. Not wow. just normal run-of-the-mill wow. pollutants. These are super Is that pollutants. from a different planet? I, I, I guess. Wow. So it says, think about it for a minute. This is the most ambitious law we've seen. In the scope of the challenges we face on climate change, these accomplishments are marginal at best and far from the trillions of dollars and clear regulatory priorities that are needed as outlined in Biden's presidential climate platform. Boom. Says Congress is inching us along in tackling climate change when the country needs to be making leaps on scales of what other countries have done to pass their version of what amounts to Green New Deal stimulus. So remember we talked about um, right. needing to the to go from COVID or pandemic stimulus into a green mm-hmm. like uh, climate this, stimulus this and is climate transition. Regulation. This is it right yeah. here. So this might look like something small in. Uh, medial but right. like this is saying this is the most aggressive thing that's right. come out of it and well and even all the lists that we've gone through none of them has touched anything that hey this is tied into the green new deal stuff mm-hmm. but it does and these people are saying oh yeah um this is a small step towards biden's um much right. more aggressive yeah. push towards this right. green new deal it's setting up the infrastructure yep so that brings us into our topic which We've kind of like like I said in the intro, we've been comparing the Green New Deal mm-hmm. and its ties to the Great Reset and right. its ties to um, all this other like blatant socialism, right? And so I just got this idea in my head. I don't even know where it came from. I was okay. just like, I wonder how this ties, like what, because I had heard of Agenda Twenty One and I heard how it got updated to Agenda Twenty Thirty. I was right. like, I wonder how this ties together. And apparently I'm not the only one that's made that connection because right. we found a trove of shit right. about this Agenda 21. Yeah. And, and before we go start down the rabbit hole, mm-hmm. and I know this is a huge conspiracy, but it just seems way too convenient 
that this coronavirus were to hit the year before all this shit's going to get implemented. Right. And, right. And, yeah, and I mean, we definitely talked about that. <laughs> and, and, and I mean, it, it cleans off, you know, a, a swath of the population mm. of elderly and sick. Right. And, and minorities. Right. People and poor who can't afford health care. And so, I mean, that this going into, you know, an ambitious green deal, which mentions population control a number of times. Right. So, I mean, to me, it just seems, again, I don't believe in coincidence. I, I just, I don't, I just think it's way too convenient that that hits. Yes. Like that. I, I agree. I, I, and like, like I said, that might be, like you said, that might be diving way into conspiracy theory, but like, what, what are the odds that all of this comes together at once? And yeah. if, if it wasn't a, an uncoincidental thing, it was, if it was a fabricated or manufactured thing, this whole COVID-19 thing, if, if it, if it wasn't manufactured and it was just, hey, a pandemic happened to hit, they, they did everything they could to capitalize on this. Like, Absolutely. like we mentioned a, few weeks ago, this was the primary um, ignition right. to set off all these other things that they've had in the works, right. at least since 1992 when Agenda 21 was written up. Right. So yeah. um, what is Agenda 21? Let's talk about that first, because some of y'all might be like, what the hell are you even talking about? So Wikipedia, the most reputable source of information ever. It says, Agenda 21 is a non-binding action plan of the United Nations, our favorite um, regulatory body, um, with regards to sustainable development. Now, a lot of this stuff won't refer to Agenda 21. I won't say it by name because there is a lot of negative connotation with the conspiracy theories. It's like saying George Soros. Yes, exactly. Like, Like, we try to avoid that just because... (laughs) Even though he is probably a horrible human being, um, we try to avoid that because um, it's it just triggers yeah it triggers that whole like tinfoil hat conspiracy theorist type stuff. Um, So Agenda Twenty One kind of triggers that as well. So you won't see that as much, but you will see a lot of sustainable development laws or sustainable development implementation. So if you hear the word sustainable development, it always almost always comes back to the Agenda 21 right. plan. And it, that was kind of a thing before even Agenda 21 came out. Right. But Agenda 21 was, it says it's a product of the Earth Summit, which was a UN conference on environment and development held in Rio de Janeiro in 1992. Yes, It's an action agenda for the UN and other multilateral organizations and individual governments around the world that can be executed at local, national, and global levels. One major objective of Agenda 21 initiative is that every local government should draw its own local Agenda 21. Its aim initially was to achieve global sustainability developments by 2000. So 21 refers to, it doesn't refer to the year 2021, it refers to the 21st century. So in 1992, they wanted to implement a lot of this by the year 2000. So there's a whole bunch of stuff in here. And that all sounds, it all sounds well and good. It talks about, um, talks about like ending hunger, ending poverty for all, ensuring healthy lives, ensuring Equal education, ensuring gender equality, all that happy, fun bullshit. It sounds fantastic. Yes. Ensuring sustainable management of water, ensuring 
affordable energy and yes. sustainable energy, all that happy green yeah. shit. I, I have feed the world singing in my head as mm-hmm. you're saying that stuff. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, so the problem is, is it's, it's at, at the surface level, it looks good. It's kind right. of like right. the green new deal at the surface level. It right. looks great. Yeah. Why, why would you hate green? But at, <laughs> on the actual like core of it, it's just full blown in my opinion it's full blown like control over everything absolutely like somebody yes. else has control over everything all the resources yeah. all the all the the housing all the the food all everything right. yeah and we'll get into that because this article here i'm going to pull this one up for y'all to see this one was written in september 4 on september 14th so this is recent of this it's, year yeah, I'm pretty sure. It okay. just says September 14th, but I'm pretty sure it was this year. I think I looked into it. It says it's 1992 all over again. I wish it was 1992 all over again. It was a good year for me. <laughs> was it? No, you know what? It I was, was seven. Not. It was a horrible year for me now that I think about it. <laughs> we'll have to dig into that later sometime. <laughs> um, it says a new Agenda 21 threatens our way of life. And we'll tell you why this ties into the Green New Deal later. But I just wanted to get into why or what, what the Green... Or Agenda, Agenda 21. 21 actually is. It says, um, if you had a time machine and can travel back to 1992 as the UN's Earth Summit was underway, your efforts to abort the sub- subversive policy would be aided by all you had experienced in the Orwellian world of sustainable living. There it is again, sustainable living. You wouldn't have to wonder what the NGOs, which is non-governmental organizations, those are the people that actually drafted this thing. Right. It wasn't like... World governments came together. It was non-government organizations that came together and decided. It's kind of like uh, what was that group that um, Doctor Evil was part of? You know, oh, um, I can't think what that was called. But yeah, but it'd be like Spectre and James Bond. Yeah, it's it just like all the like yeah. rich people come together and right. determine how we should live yeah. better and right. how we we should. Yeah, like the World Economic Forum. There, yeah, that's it. Was that's it the, the one you're, wait? Maybe that was it. Um, oh, that Doctor Evil. Not yes. actual Dr. Evil. Not actual. Okay, yes. It, that's it. World economic. There you go. <laughs> um, <laughs> Too many Dr. Evils to keep says, track of. You want to have to trust the news media? All right, so all this freaking um, intro, we don't need it. It says, you know Nancy Pelosi's open claim that Agenda 21 is a comprehensive blueprint for the reorganization of human society is true. I didn't know she actually said that. I didn't that, know that, that she did either. It must have been when the coke was kicking in. <laughs> Probably. We are told without hesitation that Agenda 21 was aimed at destroying free enterprise. It is a clarion call for humans to live on less and that Earth could no longer sustain the consumptive appetite of the United States of America. Because we're evil. A lot of this does seem to like, like aim directly at the U.S. Because oh, yeah. we um, are predominantly the wealthiest nation. Right. Um, we have the most private property. Yeah. And and we tend to consume more than everybody else. Yes. Which so, and, and as you go through and you look at some of the objectives, you'll see that other nations kind of already follow suit with that as far as yeah, living right. arrangements and such. Yes. So it says, um, here are the seventeen goals to be repre- or to be presented and what they really mean. The first goal is end poverty in all its forms everywhere. That sounds good. Sounds right? awesome. Sounds amazing. Let's do it. The only answer the plan offers for eliminating poverty is redistribution of wealth, obviously. Sounds bad. Yeah. Communism. Right. 
The document calls for equal rights to economic resources. This means government is claiming an absolute power to take away anything that belongs to you. So equal rights to economic resources. Right. So everyone has the same rights to all the resources. So you right. don't have private yeah. resources at this point. Right. Yeah. Because it would be unfair for someone else if you happen to have a car and they don't. Yes. It says uh, it's a government sanctioned theft. You can tell what side he's on here. Yes. These are only band-aids that solve nothing. Tomorrow, those on the bread lines will still need more. There is not a single idea in these plans to give the poor a way to earn their own wealth so they no longer need government handouts. And that's the point. That We don't want them to earn their own wealth right. because then they would have private property and there exactly. would be no control over it. Exactly. If we're giving government handouts, then we have control over all this stuff. Exactly. It says the final result... A never-ending cycle of poverty that will consume the middle class, which I think is what they're going for. Yes. We don't want that. We want everyone to be at the same level. And in my opinion, and I think that's probably poor, not, not right. richer. No, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So looking through the stuff, researching all the stuff, I stumbled across Agenda 21 children's book. Uh, yes. This is scary. So this is here. I'm gonna pull this up. Let me get it back to. Hang on, my mouse ain't working great. So get over to the screen. Here's this creepy picture. I'll talk about it more. So this here. I wish I could zoom out. There it is. Yep, a children's edition. Of Rescue mission: Planet Earth. A children's edition of Agenda Twenty One. Looks so happy. It was written by. By the children of the world, apparently. <laughs> Beautiful. How can you hate that? <laughs> With an introduction by Batros, Batros Ghali, Secretary General of the United Nations. So this was actually written by the United Nations. It yes. wasn't written by the children of the world. No. They but... didn't read uh, Agenda 21 and um, <laughs> write it in right. the 5,000 pages. This is blatant children's propaganda is yes. what this is. Yeah. Then just slap a Nazi sign on there because that's what you're looking at. So Rescue Mission Planet Earth uh, by UNICEF, UNEP, and whatever, UNDP, and UNESCO. Those all sound like... UN. UN. <laughs> There's a lot of UN in all of that. UN, yes. UN, UN, UN. Um, so what I wanted to get to was... There's a few pages. I'm going to jump back and forth between the article and then this book here because um, <laughs> this guy is saying these things, and you can be like, well, this guy's just crazy, and he's just making shit up, but... A lot of the shit is outlined right, right here in this book. So let me jump to page four, three. So this is chock full of like poems and pictures and stuff too. So it's not just writing; Again, it's, written by children. Yeah, yeah, and stuff to like kind of jump around and keep their attention, like short attention span. So this one is entitled "Poverty Rocks." The main aim of anti-poverty programs is to make poor people better able to earn a living in a sustainable way. Says people in the developed world think poor, think of the poor as people to be pitied, people to give money to. Wrong. Agenda's Agenda Twenty One's key message is that poor are incredibly resourceful. They have to be to be able to live in a horrible environment on two hundred dollars a year. Most rich, so-called educated people would die. We would we must give the poor the respect they deserve and include them as full and equal partners in the research for solutions. So that to me sounds like they are 
Make it sound like it's better to be poor. Right. Like, why wouldn't yeah. you want to be poor? They're all, more all the res- cool kids are poor. Yeah, they're more resourceful. They're better at um, surviving. I mean, yeah. we'd all be dead if we, us, us rich people, if we were put in that right? position, yeah. we'd be dead. I, I think we would all be better off if we lived off of the uh, the universal wage that the government gives us. And yes. You know, we have to be resourceful then. We yeah. have to figure shit out. Less is more. Like, living Absolutely. off less is what they want us to ingrain in right. our heads. Yeah. It says, and poverty in all its forms, but in, in, but then you look over here in this book and it says poverty rocks. Why would right. you want to end poverty if poverty rocks? Right. I know. It's the best yeah. thing ever. Yeah. And so it's just... I'm going to get a t-shirt that says poverty rocks. You should. You should. <laughs> and then put like um, Agenda 21 under it. Um, so... Instead of by ending poverty in all its forms, it's almost like it's just de- redefining <laughs> poverty or well, renaming exactly renaming poverty. Like, yeah. well, let's just not call it poverty anymore. Let's yeah. call it being resourceful yeah. and living off less. Quasi rich. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the new rich, neo rich. <laughs> so, but again, this is going towards children. Yes. You know, this is to shape their mind, their thinking. Yep. Mom, Dad, why can't we be poor? So. The next goal is end hunger and achieve food security and improve nutrition and promote sustainable agriculture. Goes on to say, let me pull this back up. Sorry. UN documents go into great detail on controlling food supplies. They detail enforcing sustainable farming tactics, which have been proven to force up the cost of food production while decreasing yield. It's, especially, it's basically the old Soviet practice of farm control that turned the breadbasket of the world into non-productive wasteland. And Do- resulted in cannibalism. Yes, yes, exactly. Um, the document details the use of government-controlled seed and plant banks to ensure access to fair and equitable sharing of benefits arising from the u- utilization of genetic resources and associated traditional knowledge of internationally agreed in other words, our future food source will be put into the hands of politically connected bureaucrats who have never been on a farm. Starvation on a massive scale will trim the population to a more sustainable level. There you oh, go. There you go. There you go. There, every cloud has a silver lining. There you go. Again, redefining <laughs> hunger. <laughs> right, right. We're exactly. Just, we're ending it by redefining it. <laughs> exactly. Hey, that's the best way to do it. Yes. I mean, do you really want to eat that food? Yeah, when you could just starve to death and like let the world yeah. live on longer. Exactly, the world will benefit from your hunger. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I, you know, the UN is seeking to eliminate all non-sustainable like practices, right? Yeah. And one of the things listed is tilling, which tilling? is which is really? plowing the land when you farm. So how do you farm if you don't plow the land? Exactly. And how is that not sustainable? I I don't know. I well, it's something about nitrates and how they leak into. Oh, uh, okay. Well, the problem is they have this down to a science. No, to absolutely. Where, um, they can have the most like with crop rotation and things like that. Right. Or they don't even do crop rotation anymore, but just how they replenish the soil. They mm-hmm. have it down to where. Um, they are basically farming as like best for the environment as possible because they are replenishing all right. that stuff into uh, the soil and things. And so, um, you put the government in charge of it; it's oh. all going to turn. It's going to turn into the dust bowl. All Absolutely, because they don't know how to farm. They don't know sustainable practices. Mm-hmm. You know, they haven't been doing this for four or five generations, like some of the farmers have. Right. So, yeah, or, or they like, just they grow all the plants in a lab. Yeah. Right. Yep. 
massive laboratories, you know, and and manufacturing plants where they they grow these vegetables from, you know, GMOs. And well, it does say the utilization of genetic resources. So is that genetic modification of right. it? Probably. Ensure goal three is ensure healthy lives and promote well-being of all at all ages. So let's take a look at page 40 of this book then. So it's talking about ensuring healthy lives, which this guy says, um, cradle to grave control over how and where we live and what we are permitted to eat. The healthy lives that promote means basically forcing us out of our cars and into walking and riding bikes as we are relocated into controlled high-rise apartment buildings sanctioned by government. Meat will be out of the question as raising herds is not considered to be sustainable. There it is again. They talk about all the unsustainable mm-hmm. things. Raising cattle, right. cow meat, beef is very unsustainable for the world. Right. So page 40 of this book. Let me make sure I'm on the right page. But you know what is sustainable? What's Soy burgers. So, so it says, The Green Triangle, almost any action you take in life produces an effect on the three corners of this triangle, which is health, environment, and money. Um, example, you choose to eat rich, meaty food. It's bad for your health, it damages the environment, and it costs you more money. More money than what? Soy burgers? <laughs> right? That sounds An- expensive. Yeah. Another example, you start walking or bicycling instead of using your car. Results, pollution emission are cut down, good for the environment, your health improves, and you save money on gas. Fun, isn't it? So whatever you do, check it out first on the green triangle. So everything falls back on this green triangle. Right, which if if you go up um, a little bit on that page, they also talk a lot about immunizations. They do. About vaccines. Take account of our own health. The best way to cure disease is to prevent it from breaking out in the first place. So put on warm clothes when it's cold. Don't go out without your raincoat when it's raining. Demand that your parents boil the water if you live in a place where it's polluted. Then it gets into immunization. In the 70s, when vaccines reached only 10% of developing world's children, the international community set the world's this is hard to read at this angle set the world's <laughs> children by the, or set the ambition target of immunization 80% of the world's children by the end of 1990 the target now is set uh is at the immunization to 90% of children under 1 year by the year 20 or 2000, 2000. sorry which like i said it's really hard to follow that at and i sent you that thing earlier where they're wanting agenda 2030 they want vaccines across the world by 2030. Yeah. And so, and then we talked about how um, some countries like Spain mm. are creating a, uh, a registry so they can keep track of who's getting vaccines and who isn't Is getting vaccines. Is that just COVID or all vaccines? Right now, it's just COVID. Anyway, so. let's move on. So, so yeah, it's like taking control of your health. Like, it talks about walking instead of driving a car. It's not specifically saying, like, right. outlawing cars and yeah. things, unsustainable things like that. But, right. I mean, that's obviously the push. Mm-hmm. And in here, it talks, it always says, what can children do? And it's like, promote your parents or challenge right. your parents not to drive a car. Challenge yeah. your parents to do this. Challenge your parents not to, like, drive yeah. gasoline vehicles and stuff like that. 
And, and when does it go to challenge to report your parents if they're not doing these things? Yeah, right, uh, right, right. And that that's what it's going to end up being. We yeah. we read 1984. Oh yeah, that's what absolutely. It's into. It's yeah. just like um, uh, my my, my turn- dad. Um, he um. He ran the air conditioner for about fifteen minutes longer than uh, I guess air conditioning. I'm being a uh, little. I'm being optimistic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't even see that. Yeah, air conditioning yeah, that's is a huge waste too, of resources. Right? Yeah. Well, my sister was. Uh, she was in Germany last summer, and she said that. Uh, yeah, staying in the hotel, you don't get a thermostat in your room. the The hotel decides what temperature the room is set at. Well, and, it'd probably and, be. Well, that was sta- living in the barracks too in oh, the military. Yeah, okay. it was always hot as. Fuck. They didn't right. turn on the air until like May Ugh. or June, and it's like North Carolina where it's like eighty-five percent humidity at like six o'clock yeah. in the morning, so you're just dying. Oh, and, and she said the 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 servers there. I mean, they they got upset with her if she asked for ice in her glass. Really? Oh yeah. And huh. and if she didn't eat all the food off her plate, I mean, she said that they they were like, you know, maybe we're just spoiled. I, are I, we that's spoiled? What it's sounding like as yeah. Americans, maybe we are. Like I said, all this stuff sounds good though, but I don't think that I think there's an agenda, like a oh, nefarious yeah. agenda, and maybe that's just my conspiracy mind. I, I don't think so. Whenever pe- you're giving control to someone else, right? People, we've talked about this. People, when they are given a little bit of control, yes. they always go the wrong yeah. way with it. Pe- people are not benevolent. Mm-mm. You know, they they power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely. Mm-hmm. And that's just the way it is. And that and history shows that over right. and over and over again. Nobody, nobody with the exception of maybe George Washington who got power decided to give it back. Yes. You know. So, the next one, goal 4. We're not going to read through all of these. I'm just going to hit some of them. But this one I wanted to hit says ensure inclusive and equitable quality e- education and promote lifelong learning opportunities for all. That sounds great. But what does government mandated education always turn into right it always turns into like um like this guy says behavior modification right it's just like and this is across the globe too all the Mm -hmm. education everything's going to be standardized i guarantee it oh absolutely we're all going to learn off the same song sheet Mm -hmm. we're all going to live in the same quality of living everything's going to be across the board it's going to be standardized so that's going to include the education system because we have to educate the kids with like propaganda Absolutely. like this yep. on why we're the doing UN things. standards and so this talks about this guy says um we have long known that lifelong learning is the means to continually apply behavior modification practices to assure we maintain the desired attitudes values and beliefs to live in a global village so he talks about um behavior modifications and this i think article came out before or I guess we said this was like September, but still, um, this brings up, like, reminds me of online learning, how the kids are with online learning, Mm -hmm. because all the school is shut down. It's all just turned into, like, you click on an answer if it's wrong, you do it till it's right. It's it's how they they just teach you this behavior modification. It's not teaching you, it's not, you're not learning Mm -hmm. and applying things. It's just like, click the answer till you get the right one. Oh, that's wrong. Yep. Go back and do it again. Yeah. Oh, that's right. It's behavior modification. Absolutely. You're you're just turning in turning kids into robots, it Absolutely. just seems like. And I've watched I've watched them do it on my computer. I've watched my kids do it. And it's just like, well, it says it's wrong. Well, that that's the answer. But it says it's wrong. I don't know what to fucking tell you, kid. I, right. I did the math myself. I did it on a calculator. Hmm. Well, it says and sometimes it's just like say it's like sixty six point six 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 six, like right. two thirds. 
it doesn't tell you how many decimal points to round up. So it's literally just putting in the right amount of decimal points till it tells you it's right. And it's like, right. okay, yes, your answer was right, but we said it was wrong. Do it the way we want you to do it. Behavior modification. Right. So it's scary. And it is. it's harder now with online learning. It's like we can't sit down with our kids right. and monitor every little thing because we all have jobs, too. We're all trying to scrape right. by to make make yeah. it work too. And, and some parents are in the next room on their computer doing their their work yes. that they have to do. So, and I've heard of schools that have told parents that have sent notes home that say, "Don't be in the room while we're teaching your kids. Don't like, huh? Really? That, yeah. Does that not sound? It's yeah, not our sound, schools, but right. I've heard that sounds say, ominous to me. Yeah, yeah, that would make me want to more. Yeah, sit exactly. In the room. I would have a screen recorder. Oh, yeah, on that, absolutely. Like recording See what they're everything. saying. Exactly. It's just like, what Jeez. the hell are you teaching my kids? Yeah, I, it's like, well, and again, I've had people tell me that teachers get upset when parents get involved in in their kids' education. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, they they want you to to butt out and let them do their job, right? And it's like, okay, this is my kid. I want to know what they're learning. You know? Yeah, and I know there are the the Karens out there oh, that yeah. like make a big deal about it. Right. Well, my kid was this and that, and he's an honor roll student. Why are you telling him he's wrong? It's yeah. like there are those parents out there, but then on the other side, it's just like, no, I I should have a say in how my kid is learning. Right. And exactly. if you're not doing the job, I think you should be doing as a publicly paid, like yeah. taxpayer paid employee of the state, basically. Right. Then I'm going to have a problem with that. So goes on. Here's one that says ensure availability and a sustainable management of water and sanita- sanitation. Says ask California how sustainable water control is working for them as these policies have torn down water systems and dams to free the rivers. <laughs> how does that work out? The original pioneers found the land to be a desert in California, so they they built sophisticated control systems that resulted in the Emerald Green Paradise. Right. Now sustainable policies have are being enforced. They are witnessing the return of the desert, destroying productive land. Meanwhile, across the nation, the EPA is moving to take control of all the water in the United States. Control the water, control the population. And that, I wanted to bring up another point over in this book. Let me get back over there. It's hard to jump back and forth, but I think... It's important to jump back and right. forth from the actual source because this is the U.N. source. It might be a children's book, but it's the U.N. source. They spill it. So it says, by the year 2000, all city people, which we'll find out later, all city people is going to be all people in general because they want to force us into the cities right. and like in smaller condensed areas because that's better for the environment right. because we have less impact on the environment. In my opinion, it's more to control the people. You can control more people if they're more centrally located. It says, by the year 2000, all city people should be provided with 40 liters of safe drinking water daily. That sounds well and good, right? Right. 40 liters amounts to 10 and a half gallons of water. That's shower water. That's flushable toilets. Right. Well, it says safe drinking water, yeah, but but right. you, you think they're going to allow us to flush no. our five gallon toilets? No, not you at all. think that's going to be allowed? I, I think you may be allowed maybe uh, one flush a day. If that, it's <laughs> like there goes per family. Our 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 sanitation is going to go completely yeah. out the and, window. And you're going to have to use the the three seashell method to wipe your ass. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I I just don't see how that's even possible. Yes, again, we're in America. We're spoiled, but. You you can't 
have the sanitation and yeah. have like less water being used because right. we have the sanitation we do because of like our plumbing systems and right. our water systems and exactly things. i mean yeah it's not the best if you look at like flint michigan then obviously right think there's there's issues but still if you look at third world countries there's still shit flowing down in the ditches oh, yeah. right Absolutely. there's people getting diseases because yeah. there's open sewer systems Absolutely. and things like that so people still throwing buckets of shit out on the roads yeah exactly oh man and if we're all condensed in one I mean, in a in a centralized, you know, high rise. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's going to get a lot worse. Yeah. I mean, you think about when you have people bundled together like that, right? I mean, the the just not. I mean, what, think about the cruise ships, mm-hmm. right? During and, the pandemic, think about yes, that. Yes, exactly, exactly, and it's going to be the exact same thing. Right. And you know, I mean, and you know, the government. I mean, having someone come and service something like that. Yeah. You know, I mean, when they're responsible for so many locations. Right. I mean, the government can barely hold up with yeah, what they got. They can't keep you know? up with this shit. Yeah, they're the most inefficient. They are. Um, agency or group of, collective group yeah. of people, and we want them to control everything. Yeah. And across the globe, not just, like, mm. country by country either. You ever see um, uh, Judge Dredd? No. Okay. Not, not the St- Stallone one, the new one. Uh, not new one, but the Carl Urban one. But basically, yeah, it's like each like um, section of the city is a high rise. Yeah, right. And so, like, um, like a, a judge is like assigned to that high rise, and but in the high rise, like different levels of it represent like different levels of like um, the economic ones. But mm-hmm. like, in, in some of these, like you know, like. And one particular one, like, you know, the, the drug cartel, they had the top floors. Oh, okay. And they distributed the drugs all throughout the rest of the wow. building and stuff. But Again, you get something like that where everybody is controlled by something. And corruption is going to oh, yeah. abound. Absolutely. You look at just, like, cities now. Mm-hmm. Like, you want to push everybody into the cities. Look at, like, Chicago for the last 100 years well, but has been ran by but corruption. Look at look at an Indian reservation, right? Yeah. I mean, the, the people usually put in charge are corrupt as fuck. Yeah. You know, and they're the ones that take the government money. They distribute the government resources. And and they're usually the ones that are taking the money under the table. Yeah. And well, everybody else is, is left to fend for themselves, baby, basically. You look, and we I've brought up the show a couple times on here, the show um, Colony. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, where the aliens came down. Yep. and. But they put like humans in charge of each little colony. Yeah, little they, like they, warlords. Yeah, or whatever. They, they had like walled off these sections, segments of people mm-hmm. to kind of separate and basically separate and conquer. Yeah. Um, so they couldn't like, they couldn't like rise up against it. It was easier mm-hmm. to control them because they were right. in those like sections. And, but they would have a human governor over mm-hmm. it. And it was always like that corrupt like puppet. Mm-hmm. That they could easily control. Right. That they they had some shit on or some dirt on. He right. was wasn't the smartest individual. It was yeah. just somebody that was easily controllable. That um, just loves power, a power mongering mm-hmm. individual. And that's that's what this would turn into oh, yeah. inevitably. It yeah. would. I mean, imagine each each high rise, mm-hmm. right? Having one like you know like warlord or mayor like in charge of the building. Yeah. And their job is to regulate the administration of those that live in the building, the utilities and all that. And they're going to get the resources and distribute it equally. 
And they are going to be the ones that, and, and there's going to be very little accountability on that person. Yes. As long as their numbers turn out, oh, okay, you're staying within your resource limit. Right. We're, then we're not going to mess with you. Right? Yes. So while you're talking about the high rises, we might as well scroll down to that section because, I mean, it's on my mind. I'm why, sorry. Why, no, I know, <laughs> but I'm just saying, why jump right, away from right. it just to jump back? Because I had some stuff to talk about that too. So this was goal 11. It says, make cities and human settlements inclusive, safe, and resilient, and sustainable. And this guy says, this is smart growth, which I'm going to talk about in a second. It says, which promises a utopia of families and neighbors playing and working together, riding bikes. We talked about that in the health section. Uh, Walking to work in stress-free communities. The only way that works is having everyone close to to work, like in a big city. Like people, a lot of people... People don't have cars in the big cities right. because they just catch a cab or right. walk to work or Take a catch bus. a bus. And that's that's what we're talking like getting rid of public trans or private transportation in like a small country like Japan, like a densely populated right. country that works. In right. the United States, that doesn't work right. because we're so spread out. So that's why you bring us all together in right. these these cities. Yeah. So he's talking about smart growth. Says it really means the end of private property rights, single family homes, and stack and pack high rises where residents are overtaxed, overregulated, rents are high, and individual thoughts and actions are viewed as a threat to the well ordered society. It's all collectivism. It's all what what was that lady we had listened to? uh, Communitarianism. Communitarianism, which is um, it's a little different from communism, she said, but it's basically community rights supersede individual right. rights. Yeah, they, they you balance the the responsibility of the the individual liberty with the liberty of the of the community. Yeah. So and I I got to thinking because um the a lot of the interviews I was listening to said your most basically like individual right is the right for private property. Absolutely. If you get rid of that everything goes out the right. window. And I remember you had talked about Early in the show, I think that the original Constitution was supposed to say the pursuit of life, liberty, and right. property. Right. And they changed that because of slaves and, right. and things like that to be life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. Well, now they can come back and say, well, it's not constitutional for you to own property. There's nothing That's in the true. Constitution that says that you have the right to, to, property. to property. So now they can come out and and not rewrite the Constitution, right. but like work within that framework. Yeah. yeah and, work around it. So. I thought that was interesting. Again, this is obviously stretching what the actual like children's book isn't going to say, hey, we're going to do right, away with yeah. private property. But all the, the propaganda on that is basically mm-hmm. pushing, like saying it's not sustainable right. to have private property. Well, and, and that video that you and I watched um, when we were looking at the Great Reset, where mm-hmm. the guy was talking about how, you know, y- you won't own your home. So you'll, yeah. you'll, while you're at work, some people will, can come in, will stay at the house. And and then when you come home, they will go to work, and then you have a place to sleep, yeah. and you know, and you don't have a car. You got your public transport, or you or you have like um you know a car that will will come in, and you get in, and it's it's all self driven, so yeah. it'll drive you to work. And but while you're working, it'll go and drive other people, you know. And so the, again, nobody owns anything. Well, the stuff I've been watching says that like single cars are just going to go away, and it's just oh, going to be like that. rail systems or yeah. things like that, which prevents you from traveling city to city you are stuck where oh, you yeah. are and we saw like the green new the green new deal 
which I'm going to compare a little more to it later, um, talked about um, abolishing air travel. So mm. not only are you doing away with private vehicles, but you're doing away with any form of really travel at all. Like private travel just right. doesn't exist. So you are just stuck in these these communities or these mm. colonies, I guess you could call them. Um, so I had something else. I'm going to read this about the colonies, or not the colonies, um, the communities or the, the cities. Um, and then we're going to probably get into our break and come back and talk a little bit more because there's a lot of stuff still. Yeah. Still. And essentially, I mean, these cities would become like like mega cities as people from rural areas are forced to live right. in these urban areas so that the wilderness can spread out throughout. Yes. And that, and I think that's what this article is going to yeah. get into. Um, well, before I do that, I, d- I wanted to read one other thing. So you have like one or two like population centers in a state. Yeah. So this one here, this guy is named Henry Lamb. He's talking, this was 2005, talking about environmental cons- conser- conservation organization. Um, so again, there's the sustainable development it talks about. It says, sustainable development movement continues to gain momentum, and it goes on to talk about it. But the part that caught my attention says, the vision is half the land area of the entire country of the United States will be designated to wilderness areas where only wildlife managers and researchers will be allowed. These areas will be interconnected by corridors of wilderness, which I find interesting because we've seen like the promotion of those... um, Overpasses that were mm. like land, like nature overpasses, right. where like the deer could c- cross the, the highways, the and, highways stuff, yeah. and things like that. So that's what it sounds like when it's talking about these corridors mm-hmm. of wilderness to allow migration of wildlife without interference by human activity. Wolves will be as plentiful in Virginia and Pennsylvania as they are now in Idaho and Montana. Panthers and alligators. I didn't know there's panthers even in the. Ever- in the United States. Oh, yeah, but I mean, like cougars. Yeah, it says panthers and alligators will roam freely from the Everglades to Akafinoki and beyond, wherever okay. that is. Surrounding these wilderness areas and corridors, designated buffer zones will be managed for conservation objectives. The primary objective is restoration and rehabilitation. Rehabilitation involves the repair of damaged ecosystems, while restoration usually involves the reconstruction of natural or semi-natural ecosystems. As areas are restored and rehabilitated, they are added to the wilderness designation and the buffer zone is extended outward. So gone are your days of like going and oh, yeah. like hiking. If, if you're or, caught out like camping or so, hunting or something, I mean, yeah. that's probably a federal federal crime. I'm sure. So or a global crime. This is talking how the vision is half of the country is right. designated as Like that. I said, you're looking at two or th- one or two like population centers in a state you know states like montana idaho wyoming those are probably going to be totally wilderness mm-hmm. you know and then you have like um you know like in iowa maybe just like des moines and cedar rapids yeah and those that's it so this says um buffer zones are surrounded by what is called zones of cooperation does that sound yeah does that sound um, 1984-ish enough for bit. you? Yes. Zones of co- you live in the zone of cooperation. Yeah. This is where people live in sustainable communities. Sustainable communities are dis- defined by strict urban growth boundaries. We talked about this. Cities. I mean, this isn't just one guy making this up. Right. Everybody is saying yeah. the same thing. 
Land outside of the growth boundaries will be managed by government agencies, which grant permits for activities deemed to be essential and sustainable. Wow. So no recreation. It has to be essential for you to go beyond these um, urban growth boundaries. Right, absolutely. Open space to provide a view shed and sustainable recreation for community residents will be abut the urban boundaries. So... So there will be some spaces deemed as view shed or essential for recreation. Beyond the view shed, sustainable agriculture activities will be permitted to support uh, the food requirements of nearby communities. So you'll have like the recreational area, then you'll have like the farming area. And right. beyond that, it sounds like it's going to be like the, the wilderness area mm-hmm. that you're not allowed to even right. yeah. go into. Right. So like you said, I mean, there there would be no travel between states. Yes. You would be locked in where you're at. So it sounds like. Single-family homes will be rare. Housing will be provided by pub- public-slash-private partnerships funded by government and managed by non-government homeowners associations. Mm. Housing units will be designed to provide most of the infrastructure and amenities required by the residents. Um, so there's a lot of stuff here. This is... Uh, I'll post this link in... In the show notes, this is called uh, Sustainable Development, Transforming America Under UN Agenda 21. So there's a lot of stuff in here yeah. that um, that is says a lot more than what the actual mm-hmm. like children's book is oh, saying. Yeah. Even though the children's book is saying a lot of shit that I wouldn't want my kids to oh, even yeah, think right. about. Oh, yeah, right. No, absolutely not. But back to the article I was saying about the the smart growth central planning. But, you know, we talked about, like, if the shit hits the fan, mm-hmm. you know, we'd go hide out in the woods or in the mountains. That's not possible. That's not possible in this. I mean, they'd probably have drones patrolling mm-hmm. the area to make sure people aren't doing that. Yeah. So that... Yeah, that's crazy. I never even... I, I thought about it today, I guess, while I was reading into this. I was like, yeah. well, shit, all my plans are out the window. Right. But, yeah, that, that that's scary shit. So this is this article is titled, The Perils of Agenda 21 and Smart Growth Central Planning. In 1992, the United Nations Conference on Environment and Development adopted Agenda 21, an initiative that seeks to preserve the environment by regulating where individuals can live and what they can produce. Though it's non-binding plan, its policies are harmful to prosperity and freedom. Uh, we talked about... It says, The driving force behind Agenda 21 is a form of government central planning called smart growth. It sounds good. It sounds smart and intelligent. Right. Sounds like something Donald Trump would come up with. He's like, hey, it's going to be smart. It's the smartest growth. <laughs> the idea is that by condensing the population into more compact urban areas, humanity can reduce its impact on the environment, like you said. Like, the more tightly we are mm-hmm. smashed in, right. and we're talking smashed. Like, I was oh, yeah. listening to some interviews, um, and they were saying, like, first they would build, like, cram us into sky rises. And then when those fill up, they, like, like divide up the sky rises into smaller areas and fit more people in there. And and ideally, I don't know where this came from because I haven't seen it anywhere, but this person said ideally they were talking like 350 square foot spaces, like apartments is what you you should be living in. That's crazy. Which that just tells me there's probably a lot of like communal areas too. Oh, yeah. Like probably communal kitchens and things because, I mean... Communal why, bathrooms. Why, why do you need uh, your own kitchen? Right. Why Is it sustainable for you to have your right. own kitchen? Uh, why do you need your own bathroom? And, right. and everybody has to shit in the toilet before you flush oh, yeah. now. Yeah. So it says, advocates for 
the policies work to impose land use regulations that would force Americans into denser living arrangements, curtail freedom of choice in housing, discriminate against lower income Americans, and compel people to pay more for their houses and give up their cars in favor of subways, trolleys, buses, and bicycles. Again, keeping you in that small area. So the things I've heard is like, Basically, the high-rises will incorporate your workspace and your home space all in one, so you're not really doing a lot of getting out. Right. Agenda 21 is only a small part of the larger central planning movement. Wow. So maybe this isn't the end game. (laughs) This is only a small part of a larger... part one. Shit. Equally harmful are the limits smart growth policies impose on freedom of lower-income families to live in an area of their own choosing. Well, we already see low income. They don't right. really have the resources right. to get out of that urban. Right. Once they're there, they're there. Yeah. So, I mean, they're stuck there mm-hmm. in those shitty um, government owned or um, HUD housing. Yeah, yeah. HUD housing, like the uh, income level or income regulated mm-hmm. housing, all that stuff. Yeah. We did mm-hmm. see a lot of stuff earlier this year about how. I think it was in Michigan, they were saying how Trump's um, single housing, single family housing zoning was racist and all oh, that stuff. Right, because he was um, he was uh, not allowing um, low-income housing in the, in the suburbs. Yeah, and all this shit sounds like they're doing away with the suburbs altogether. Oh, yeah. It's definitely absolutely. doing away with the rural living. Right. You're not going to be having enough... Uh, a farmhouse out in the middle of nowhere right. with the acreage to yourself. Right. Not gonna it's not no. sustainable for you Absolutely. to have an acreage. Right. And um it sounds like um suburban's not really a thing because um right. again, single housing all the single housing zoning is, mm-hmm. is racist. Yeah. Because we're not allowing yeah. us to pretty much bring the urban right. lifestyle to the suburbs. But again, you, you look at the housing setups in, in Europe, right? In Italy, England, Spain and that's what it is, right? These big flats, you know, these these mm-hmm. large apartments that people are living in in the city because that's what's sustainable. So we're going to get into a break, and we're going to get right back in here because we do got some more stuff. Hopefully we're not melting your brains too much. Hopefully you haven't just wrote us off as conspiracy theorists because this information's out there. Right, yeah. So um, let let's get into a break real quick before I talk too much, and then we will... Get right back in here with a little bit more. So um, we'll be right back. Have you ever thought that maybe voting, maybe all this politics constantly surrounding you is not the way to achieve freedom in your life? Hi, I'm Remso W. Martinez, and I ask myself the same question. That's why I'm on a journey to find true freedom in my lifetime. From learning about financial independence to new ways to develop rugged individualism to amazing guests living strange, crazy, amazing lifestyles that you've only thought might be real but actually are. Go ahead and check out my new show, On the Run with Remsa W. Martinez at the We Are Libertarians Network. You can find On the Run with Remsa W. Martinez on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play. You know how the internet works. Come on down and let's discover how to achieve real freedom in your life together. Do you need a hand with video and YouTube content editing and production? Send some love to our newest sponsor, Van Zot Media, a freelance video editor and YouTube content creator that produces a wide variety of content such as audiobooks, audio dramas, podcasts, gaming videos, and interviews. 
Van Zott is passionate about entertainment and dedicated to helping others grow their name and brand. Check them out at facebook.com slash Media. That's V-A-N-Z-O-T Media. Facebook.com slash Media. Hey, everybody. I just want to take this time to give a big shout out to the very first sponsor of the Break the Bell podcast. That is Goulash Media. They can be found at goulashmedia.net. Uh, Goulash Media specializes in graphic design, web design, audio recordings, video work, wedding videos, uh, music videos, even political campaign videos. Uh, Goulash Me- Media caters to the little guy with the big vision. You can check them out at goulashmedia.net. That's G-O-U-L-A-S-H media.net. How was your break? How was break, Bill? It was good. It was good. I um, yeah, that's better. There you go. Yeah, I you know I got a, a Powerade. Yeah. Oh, I said Gatorade. I'm sorry. It's Powerade. Uh, no, it's, it's not the same, same thing. thing. It's not the same thing. It's not the same thing. Oh. My my, damn it! I gotta <laughs> I gotta work on that. <laughs> damn it. Um, my son drinks Gatorade. Oh, he, okay. She's the one. He's the one. She buys the Gatorade for, and this time she bought Powerade, and he's oh. like. Mom, this isn't Gatorade. <laughs> and she's like, it's the same thing. I was like, no, it's not. It's not the same thing. And he he he's quick to call her out on it. Yeah, yeah. It's whatever. He drinks it anyway, but it's not the same thing. So I'm drinking um, this IPA. I don't even remember what it's called, but I'm drinking out of this fancy. I don't know if you can see this. It is very fancy. I like that. Embossed, engraved. What do you call that? Etched. Etched. It's etched, glass yes. Etching. Glass um, etched. Break the Bell official beer stein. If you want one of these freaking awesome steins, this is a full beer in here that doesn't even that only fills it halfway. Oh, yeah. So you, you can, can get fill two it, in you there. You can get two full yes. beers in there. Um, so if you're interested, hit me up on the social medias on Facebook or or Parlor or wherever you're listening to us, and just tell me you want this mug. Maybe we'll throw one in for a promo someday. I like it. Um, otherwise, we're gonna get right back into it. I, I have this clip I wanted to play. And this lady, her name is Rosa Coyer. 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 I want to get her on yes. this show because she wrote a book called um, Behind the Green Mask. And it sounds right along yeah. the lines of this. It's talking about um, Agenda 21 and uh, exposing it for what it is. And mm-hmm. it's talking about like the Green Sustainability Acts and things like that. And I don't know if it was written before the Green New Deal or not, right. or when she wrote it. But like I said, I want to get her on. I have reached out to her. I've hit her up on Twitter, and I've emailed her both. So we will see about getting her on. And so um, I'm just going to play this clip. So this is from this interview of hers. And um, this is just her saying what she thinks or what she sees Agenda 21 as. So give me a second to pull this up. Well, that's right. In fact, every time we have someone on to talk about Agenda 21, it's uh, everyone has their own way of summing up what that is and, and how it's unfolding. So, so what's your take on what is United Nations Agenda 21? Agenda 21 is the action plan. It's the blueprint to inventory and control all land, all water, all plants, all minerals, all animals, all construction, all means of production, all information, all energy, all education, and all human beings in the world. That's it. So that's what I'm going to play of that. Um, 
you can I'll, I'll post links to this interview it's a really good interview it is it's very good if you really don't have a full understanding if we didn't do a good job of explaining it she does a fantastic mm-hmm. job of explaining it which is why i i want to get her on this show and um pick her brain and um go, go to the experts for for the information because a lot of the stuff that i have swirling in my head comes straight from her in right. her interviews yeah. because she just said it all and um she talks about how it's um total what did she say? Inventory and, and control. In control of, of property, and animals, uh, plants, resources, food, resources, water. all the resources. Which, yeah. yeah, like you said, includes water. Mm-hmm. Like, who knew you could control the water? Right. Like air. I, I'm sure if they found a way to control the air, oh yeah, they Absolutely. would control the air. Yeah, but like we said, I mean, you know, say goodbye to air conditioning. Yeah, you know? right, right. <laughs> um, you talked uh, ice is gone. Last. A couple weeks ago, you were talking about the carbon, um, oh, your right. carbon credits, yeah. yep. things like that. Like, yeah, um, there there are there are ways to do it. Absolutely, yeah, quite easily. Also, which makes it even scarier. All right. So, what do you think? Do you think we're just selfish Americans that mm-hmm. we don't want this to happen? I mean, it sounds great, like right. ending poverty, ending hunger, absolutely, sustaining the world. It all sounds great. Do you think? Yeah. We're just being spoiled, and we're just white capitalists that that are just living in our own delusions, and this is the way the world should be and the way the world should function, and we should just get on board with it. No, absolutely not. I I, I don't feel like there's a finite amount uh, of resources out there. You know, I, I feel like, you know, being a Christian, I believe that the, the world was created to... to um, be able to inhabit, you know, have inhabitants of unlimited population mm-hmm. if it's done right. And so I don't feel like there's finite, you know, resources in the world. Well, I think a lot of the issue is there. It's not that there's not enough resources. Is that big, giant corporation conglomerates are right. hoarding a lot of it and using it to become to gain more control. Right. And a lot of these people are the ones that are calling all these shots and, and claiming that, hey, we need to do this and that. Exactly. And it talks about, she talks about a lot of how it's these big corporations, these big, like, billionaires that, yeah, they have all the money in the world, but it's not about the money, it's about That's the control. Exactly. exactly. And you, you see people like uh, the Bill Gates of the world mm-hmm. or the Jeff Bezos's of the world that want their finger literally on every Absolutely. little thing. Yeah. Like I mean, it, it's, it's not enough that they're the richest people in oh, the yeah. world. They That's want, why Bill Gates is looking into nuclear power. Nuclear you know? power. He's got his hands in vaccinations. Absolutely. He's got his hands Absolutely. in. He actually has, Bill Gates Foundation actually has a United Nations Foundation. Oh, I believe it. I believe it. Do you think that has any pull in some of these? Absolutely. <laughs> the, we talked about the NGOs, and I went through a list of the NGOs that mm-hmm. are involved in his organization isn't mentioned in there, but you you think one of those isn't somehow oh, yeah. connected to the Bill Gates Foundation? Oh yeah, I mean you know you know there's umbrella corporations yeah. out there all over the place, and money talks, yes. and you know he's throwing all kinds of money out there. Yeah. So um, no, and I I think that um, you know you you look at the situation like the the Gavin Newsom mm-hmm. right where he's telling people you need to stay home, you know don't go out, and then he goes to a party, you know, and it's the same thing. It's these people here that are telling us you know we need to. To watch out our resources, you know, watch your water that you use, you know, watch your power intake. But then they're flying around on the private jet, you know, driving mm-hmm. around in their big Hummer, you know, um, you know, eating ostrich, you know. I mean, it, you know, but <laughs> right. it, it's like, you know, these are the people that are are talking about how 
you know, the earth is is overpopulated. Mm-hmm. And but they they're they want to be the gatekeepers. Mm-hmm. You know, they they want to be the ones to say who gets what and why. Yeah. So yeah. so yeah, I I think there's a high level of nefariousness to to Absolutely. all of this whether it whether it started good and turned selfish or whether you know kind of like like we said how the communist revolution started it it started as hey this is going to be better for humanity it's Absolutely. going to be make us all on an equal playing level and then it turned into the big power struggle that right. it was that became the Soviet Union, where people were starving, yeah. and like I mean, the all the the farmland became desolate because they they weren't producing it right, yeah. and all that stuff. And it, it's the same thing. I mean, if you think that some equal opportunity, equal you know um, economic utopia is possible, where where we all hold hands and sing, you know, we are the world. I mean that's it's not possible. Human no. human ego does not allow for that. People want power. Mm-hmm. People want control. And and even if it starts out as some benevolent society, someone's going to come in control and and decide they want more. Yeah. Well, they're talking about um basically because it's basically one world, like like we were saying. I, I don't want to see one world order, new world right. order, one no, world right. go- government, because, again, that sparks off right. the people instantly turn you off as a tinfoil hat conspiracy theorist. But it's like um, the collectivists, like globally, like we're all standardized. Like everything has to be standardized for this, this kind of shit to work. Right. Like the education would have to be standardized. Um, the government would have to be standardized. The way uh, the food is produced has to be standardized. And that turns into, like, trade has to be standardized. And that's, um, she talks about, and other people that I've heard talked about, like, all the trade agreements, like NAFTA and all that stuff, um, those have to exist for Mm -hmm. Agenda 21 to work. Because you can't have everything standardized without, like, having these standardized trade agreements. But it's it's even more than that, because... You have to have a standardized culture, right? Right. You have cultures yeah. where you can't look someone in the eyes. You have culture where you don't, you can't shake their hand or touch yep. them, right? So you you have to wipe out culture altogether, right? Right. And that's what they're trying to do here in the United States. Oh, I know it is. That's the big push yeah. here. In every other country, you look and it's like single cu- culture. Like you look at Japan, and it's its own culture. Mm-hmm. And like if you don't follow its traditions, like you're an outcast. But mm-hmm. here in the United States, it's like, well, we have to. Uh, allow for all these cultures, which I'm I'm fine with, but it, mm-hmm. it, like everybody has to be the same here. It's right. not like individual cultures that we're representing. It's like, well, we all have to be this right. overall um, standardized culture. And I, I think that all of this stuff here, everybody is, you would have to, the hardest push, I guess, would be pushing against the United States because right. we have the most cultures here. We have the vast amount of space between major cities. Um, we have the most private property owned probably because right. I, I know Russia and China are bigger than here, but they don't have right. I don't think they have private property. I know no. China doesn't, but right. does does Russia have private property now? No. Well not not a lot. So not a lot. um yeah, for a lot of this to but exist, you, you'd have to come down the hardest on the United States. Right. But when you look at like China and Russia or even Korea, 
I mean, that's that's a big ask for those governments to to give up, mm-hmm. you know, that power to hand over to a global power. However, though, those governments is all government controlled, so it'd be easiest. All you'd have to do that's is flip true. the government. Right here, you're not just flipping the government; you have to flip everybody, right. every individual. individual household. It goes no, completely right. against our Absolutely. our way of living. Yeah, like our our whole country was founded on. On personal freedoms, individual right. freedoms, and um, personal property, and right. the the American dream is well, being able to build your own. Right, but our generations, yeah, right, are are like that. But generations that are coming up, mm-hmm. coming up through a, a school system, through the propaganda, through the propaganda. I, I met with a, a young friend who, you know, he's probably just out of college now, and um, he was telling me how he spent time in um, in uh, uh, Taiwan. Mm-hmm. And uh, or and was telling me or not Taiwan, um, it was uh, Thailand. Thailand, yeah. And uh, was telling me, you know, how beautiful he thought the collective society was there, mm-hmm. and the collective culture was, and how he really felt the United States needed to adapt that kind of collective right outlook. And, and again, that that's maybe you know a generation after you, but it, it would require reeducation. It would require. Right. Um, all this old generation still exists, even if we're right. raising up the younger generation to agree with that. The old generation still exists. Right. Do you do you imprison them? Do you outcast them if if they don't fall in line? Right. How does that work? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Reeducation camps, and yeah. if not, you know, you, you catapult them into the sea. <laughs> <laughs> Something I, I don't know. I mean, it's all about the collective, like we said, the collective right. or the community rights supersede individual rights, and yeah. that, especially with you look at baby boomers. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I hate to say this if you are a baby boomer, but you're you're like the most spoiled generation absolutely of that time of the older people yeah like all all your parents look at you as like spoon-fed people Mm. and you're stuck in your ways more i mean i millennials i would say are more spoiled than obviously generation xers too but um i i think the boomers have come so far like live so long that they are completely stuck in their ways. It's going to be almost Absolutely. impossible. To oh, it is. Yeah, but the, but the generation after the millennials, they're the ones that are more humanist. Yeah, more collective driven. Absolutely, that are coming up through the school system with the way they were supposed to be taught. Now, there is in America, and I think America is the only nation that has a large homeschool population. Mm-hmm. Those are the ones that are going to be a problem. Well, look at freaking. Kamala Harris, who's coming into the office, she was the one throwing people in jail for not taking their kids to school. Absolutely. I mean, Absolutely. they have, in the 90s, about the same time frame, there was big regulations that came down on the homeschool system uh-huh. that that um, pushed more government regulation on the homeschools. That's, that's where Ruby Ridge came from. Oh, okay. That okay. guy moved up to the mountain, to Ru- Ruby Ridge Mountain, where it was in Montana, I think. Okay. Because he lived here in the Midwest, and all this regulation on homeschooling came down, he mm-hmm. saw the writing on the walls, and he wanted to get the fuck out as far away from it as possible. He moved up to the mountain. That's where Ruby Ridge started was okay. homeschool regulation. I know, I know, in Iowa, because one of the ladies that when we talked to when we're getting our kids into homeschool, mm-hmm. she was one of the the pioneers that kind of fought for more less regulations. Yeah, and um, and so I know, like, I. 
that homeschool in Iowa, at least, is pretty wide open mm-hmm. to, you know, parents to do whatever they want, pretty much. Yeah. I, I just find it interesting that you brought up homeschool, and Ruby Ridge was right the same time frame as Agenda 21 was written. So I wonder if maybe some of those regulations were, like, formulated mm-hmm. in respect to this, like, well... Like you said, we got this this homeschool population here. They're they're not going to fall in line with right. the teachings that we're promoting here. So let's put more regulation on that. And obviously, mm-hmm. there's pushback. And but it's it's a slow process, though. Like I'm sure homeschooling now doesn't look like it did in the early '90s. I'm sure right. it has evolved to where there is still there's probably certain guidelines that have to be met in order for you to be considered graduated. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, I'm sure there is. We haven't crossed that bridge yet, yeah, so we're so. still in the elementary stage. But but also, I remember seeing a, a number where I think it was like, what, 47% of privately owned weapons are owned by citizens of the United States. Yeah, I believe that. So, because we're the ones that are allowed to have weapons. That's exactly. what makes America great. Exactly. we're allowed to have weapons. So uh, I agree with you. I think of all this, United States is going to be the biggest challenge to get them turned around. Well, didn't you have an article... And we don't have to yeah. dig into it. That was about um, um, about weapons. So this article you sent me says, UN gun control and Agenda 21. I just want to touch this real quick before we get back into it. Yeah. Because you brought it up. Yeah. So the first paragraph is kind of an introductory paragraph. It's more of a go, go USA. Um, Bed just says, next time someone on the left tells the United States uh, doesn't want hunting guns or or that the United Nations doesn't want your hunting guns, they don't want all your guns, or there is no Agenda 21, put this under a copy under their nose. If you want our guns, if they want our rights, or if they want to allow the United Nations to take over America, they better darn well be ready to look down the majority of those 500 million guns. And then blah, blah, blah. Anyways, this comes from the UN office, the United Nations Office for Disarmament Affairs. Mm. That's actually a department. Oh, Yes. So this is the uh, D- Disarmament Commission Civilian Weapons Confisc- Cons- Confiscation Study Group from July 2013. It says the issue of military-grade weaponry in the hands of civilians looms ever larger in the face of the global implementation of 22-slash-Agenda 21 by member nations. Stop. In- it doesn't say it's... Um- it's a problem. Oh, shit, I just kicked my camera. It doesn't say that it's, like, a problem for, like, shootings or it's, like, a humanitarian problem. It says, it looms in the face of the implementation of Agenda 21. Right. This is problematic for us implementing this because all right. these people have guns. Right. We can't force our, our will onto these people because the U.S. has all the guns. Right. Yeah. Okay, carry on. <laughs> Um, by member nations. In particular, the United States of America has an estimated 500 million weapons in the hands of its civilian population. That they know of. (laughs) That they know of. This is not just a static problem. It is a massive dynamic problem for the process of (laughs) confiscation, as there will For the process of confiscation? Yes. Process of confiscation as there will be those who refuse to surrender their firearms. The conclusion of discussion by the CWCSG led to the adoption of a proposed agenda to begin the process for introducing to member nations a framework by which they can begin confiscation of national or I'm sorry 
codification of national laws to disarm civilians within their borders through a graduated process. Within the discussion framework, we have identified several problem areas that must be addressed. They are, number one, classification of military-grade weapons to be made illegal for possession. They're already pushing for that. They're already pushing for um, the AR-15s are classified as military-grade, even though they shoot just the same as a a semi-automatic hunting rifle. Mm-hmm. You can get a 30-round magazine for a semi-automatic oh, hunting and, and rifle. Third, um, and they've been talking about large... Um, High-capacity rounds yep, or exactly. magazines, yeah. Right. Um, creation of programs to provide reasonable compensation for voluntary surrender of said arms. Good luck with that. Um, Buybacks. Yeah, but they're implementing that. Oh, I know they are. Yeah, especially in big cities. Yeah. Um, I think Kamala Harris was talking about trying to implement some buybacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three, codification of laws to begin the restricting and strict licensing of concealable firearms, which they kind of already have. Mm-hmm. Look at Illinois. Um, Illinois had to um, implement a concealed law because they didn't have concealed law for a long time. It was just basically you you couldn't, but they said, hey, that's unconstitutional. You have to have a concealed carry law. Mm-hmm. Um but it is super strict, super restricting. Same with California. Like, I think, like, we pay whatever it costs for the class here, which 50, 100 bucks, somewhere in there. And then it's only, I think, 50 bucks to get your concealed carry license okay. in here. Over in Illinois, I think it was going to cost me, when I lived there, it was going to cost me 250, 300 bucks wow. minimum to get wow. a concealed carry license. And in California, you have to, you basically have to have a damn good reason why you need it, like like undercover law enforcement or something like that. Like mm. It is basically impossible to get. There is a law it. that you can, but it's damn near impossible yeah, to get it. I believe it. Uh, codification of laws to begin the restricting and strict licensing of hunting-grade firearms. Why? Right? I know. That's the one thing that's really unregulated right now is yeah. hunting-grade firearms. Uh, codification of laws to restrict the sale of and possession of ammunition and components... To manufacture ammunition. That's going to be the easy one. That's how they're going to control us. Is it's right. not going to be restricting the guns. It's restricting the ammo, or right. or the government buying up all the ammo. Look right yeah. now, like it's damn near impossible oh, to I find know. ammo. Like yeah. I go to the store. If I go to um, any any store here in town, I can only buy a max of two boxes of five 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 six ammo. Right. Oh now. yeah, no, I I know, and it's going to get harder. Um. Finally, codification of laws to completely makes that to completely makes any and all firearms illegal to own, possess, or use outside of military and law enforcement usage. So this is a step by step process. Right. Here. Yeah. This so it is starts with step. the military grade. Right. Progresses to um, the buybacks. Right. Progresses to like the concealables to the hunting to the ammo, and then finally into yep. like firearms. making it illegal outside of military and law enforcement. And creation of a United Nations police task force with the specific mission of assisting member nations with the collection of weaponry from civilian hands. <laughs> the The phrase, come and take them, right. comes to mind? Yeah, right, right. It says the CWCSG will submit its findings and final recommendations once we have created the codification framework for member nations for a full review by the Office of the Secretary General. So this was something that um, that uh, Obama had accepted back in 2013, mm-hmm. and um, but se- the Senate would not vote for it. They of they did not vote for it, and 
Um, so there's a push now with Biden coming in that they're that to try to implement something. Yeah. Now. Especially with Kamala Harris coming in. Absolutely. She seems to be the one really pushed. I don't think Biden will ever come out and say, no. Hey, I'm going to implement stricter gun laws, yeah. but I think yeah. the big push will be Kamala. I think we're going to see the most active vice president that we've seen. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. If if Biden makes it more than a few months, yeah. like we predicted. But if he does make it, I could see him being just a even though we say I, I don't see him lasting, I could see him sticking it out just to be the face of it while she's doing all the the dirty work behind the scenes. Absolutely. And people speculate that uh, George Bush was Dick Cheney's puppet because he was the warmonger right. back in the the Iraq war days. Yeah. Um, they say um, he was pulling Bush's strings a lot. I remember that. Yeah, Halliburton. So anyway... There's that about guns. So if you already were sus- weren't if you weren't already suspicious about Agenda 21, this right here says a lot. And it again, it's not saying, hey, um, it's going to be hard, so we need to confiscate their guns. No, it's saying it's going to be hard to confiscate guns right. with all the guns that yeah. Americans have. So yeah. they already plan. It's not like they're like maybe we should confiscate yeah. guns. They already have in mind, hey. Yeah. We need to confiscate all right. the guns. And they, they drafted this up seven years ago. Mm-hmm. So this is something that they're aware of is going to be an issue implementing Agenda 21. Mm-hmm. So, Freaking Americans. Totalitarianism? A little bit. A little bit, slightly. I mean, yeah. how do you control a population that has so many guns? Right, exactly. And all the big cities already have the strictest gun laws, and they're wanting to put us all in the big cities. So um, obviously that's going to become a thing yeah so let's get back in it a little bit let's move away from the guns because um that's just gonna piss me off more (laughs) so i wanted to talk a little about um population control which is the one that um all the conspiracy theories that makes everyone look like a conspiracy theorist when you say agenda 21 is about population control the u.n clearly points out population control in this children's book we had up here let me get that oh yeah this is this is horrible (laughs) yeah hang on hang on so a couple quite a few years ago i took a class and it was called a marriage and family Mm -hmm. and it was counted as a sociology credit and the guy who taught it um he, he, he was um you know interesting guy but he was a huge proponent of iceland he loved iceland why um, he, their culture, their government, their economy, the the land itself. I mean, he just loved all of it. So he talked about it all the time. But he was always printing out different sheets uh, to us from the New York Times. Mm-hmm. That's where his main source was. Anyways, he talked about. Um, first thing he talked about was how important abortion is. Right. And he showed us a video and talked about how Romania had this massive like population explosion that caused. Uh, tons of, of um, malnutrition and poverty because of it, and because Romania had no abortion at the time. Yeah, and so that they had to they had to petition and protest to get abortions, and now the population's down to sustainable levels, and they can they can exist again. Mm-hmm. And then he was talking about how Iceland, you know, this big push on you know this um, what's it called? Um, um, 
it was basically dying at a dirt certain age to maintain like um decorum you know like so you weren't getting to a point where you're pissing your pants and couldn't remember where you lived you were dying with honor you were oh, dying where people could remember and this was a big push i can't remember the name of the movement but it was a global movement that was we're pushing have to dig into that yes and it was horrible so yeah, i'm sure it will go that way oh absolutely so this is from that children's book the children's edition of agenda 22 says, did you know that within the time it takes to draw one breath, 500 kids are born? Just 500 kids were just born. A thousand. It was got drawing a, thousand. a breath. You let it out, so that was I, oh, 500 damn. more. So it says, no, the solution is not to stop breathing. We have to stop the trend of <laughs> oh, rapid that, that population would help with population growth. control. <laughs> that would. That would. Why didn't they point that out? I know. Stop what breathing, kid. What they failed to mention is that by the time you draw that one breath, probably 500 people die as well. Right, exactly. It says, our planet cannot cope with it much longer. If we do nothing, the world population will level off close to 14 to 15 billion at the end of the next century. Three times what it is today. So this was written back in 92 when there was 5 billion. Now I think there's, what, 7 or 8 billion? I think 8 billion. So it says, we're finding it quite a challenge to feed, house, and clothe 5 billion. Who is we? Who are we? Who are we? <laughs> who is trying to feed them? 5 billion, but three times that number? And there's all these little things here. Um, like it talks about the horrible problem in our country is at the moment is unemployment. For every 100 people able and willing to do a job, 15 cannot find one. Population growth makes it impossible to fill the gap between the employed and the unemployed. Do you know why that's not true? Because we have to feed those extra people. So we have to have the yeah. people producing the clothes and the food mm -hmm. and stuff to sustain those people. So mm -hmm. there should still be those jobs. You know what a, a, an easy... Um easy way to feed those people would be how's that um just um recycle the dead into oh, food and feed them back to people and you're you're taking care of a lot of problems bill right there. promotes cannibalism <laughs> just so saying. just trying to keep innovative here's a question for the children agenda 21 chapter 5 on population is very weak how did this happen so it doesn't talk a lot in agenda 21 about population or pay what, what do they mean very weak because they don't they don't specify much about population. They don't address it enough. So oh, it's saying gotcha. their their goals are weak in this agenda. Okay. The answer is to that question, like how did it happen that we didn't address this enough? It says, it happened because very powerful lobbies did not allow the summit to talk about the population. There was a coming together of views of the Vatican with the anti-abortion lobby in the U.S. and some other developed countries who did not want to talk about the other side of population, which is consumption. So it's not that they didn't want to talk about population. It's like the Vatican, which is super powerful, like heavy, heavy influence on on the global scale, mm -hmm. especially back then, um, want to allow anti or want to allow abortion talk. So they really have a strong abortion agenda for the population control. I'm curious that little meter on the on the right hand side says world population from 1660 projected to the year 2020 in billions. What is it projected to be? Um, up past eight billions by 2020, which is about what it is. So they project it, it correctly. I'm curious what the exact world population is. So this is a fun, happy photo for kids to see. God looks a little stressed. 
God I, is stressed. I, I love the earth, though. Like, yeah. it is burning. <laughs> yeah, you got Adam and Eve. You got all these storks that can't find their heads from their asses, like with babies out, out their asses. The world is burning and on fire because of it. So it's just a big, um, fun, happy image for the children to see about overpopulation. Okay, so the current population in the world is 7.8 billion. Okay, so, I mean, they're a little off because they they portrayed like 8.5 billion. No, they thought we'd like. be having more sex. says, women are at the center of the population growth problem. Ah, figures. Fucking women. Just kidding. It is they who have the babies. <laughs> but why is it that in the developed world, women have one to two children, while in the developing world, they have five or more? Two reasons for this. One is education. They're not smart enough to not have babies. If if you take a thousand girls in Africa and give them one more year of primary education, they will have 500 less children each. (laughs) I was going to say that. (laughs) Doesn't specify. Wow. They're really popping them out. The link between education and family size has been proven time and time again. To educate a girl in Africa at the primary level costs about 35 U.S. dollars per year, which is the best use of $35 anywhere in the world. I don't know. Have you had a steak? Have you had a steak? A big steak with some crab on it. (laughs) God, we are first world white males for sure. Number two is economics. If you know your one one child will survive, you won't feel the need to have five. So people are having five kids in developing countries because they're afraid their kids are going to die. Well, yeah, you got lions and snakes and... Giant spiders. <laughs> we are horrible. We are horrible. In Kenya, population doubles every 18 years. People have children for fair, fairly good reason. Children are an economic advantage from the age of seven onwards. They earn more than they consume. High infant mortality means you have to have lots of children so that at least some of them will reach adulthood. It's like playing the lottery. The more right. chips you cast, the better chance you have of winning. <laughs> It used to be said in India that you ha- had to have six children to be sure that one, preferably a son, would survive. Damn. Damn, that's cold. That's true. So all this fun shit for children. Um, my favorite part was this here. It says, what can children do? They should challenge their parents not to have any more children <laughs> until they can look after them properly. Can you imagine if, if, your, kid, if your son came to you and was like, Dad, Dad, you need to stop having kids because right. you can't take care of the yeah. uh, uh, shitlands that you already have. I, I like how it says, uh, aren't men usually the problem? Yes, there's a lot of male authority, but not much male responsibility in relation to childbearing. Men are not burdened with the problem of giving birth. They tend to exploit children, sending them to work instead of investing in their education. Well, if they're poor, they kind of need them to work. Yeah. I mean, that's I mean that's how it was back in Little House on the Prairie days. Kids... Had to go to work at like age twelve, right? So yeah, there is the the whole concept of population control, and a lot of it, I think, is in the big abortion agenda mm-hmm. that we've seen. Oh, absolutely! Throughout the last decade or two, I mean, how many times do you see that argument? Well, would you really want a kid born into a poor family right. where there's poverty and and abuse, and you know, it's like. Right, and they talk all the time about like abortions being mm-hmm. pushed in the African American communities and things like that. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. like, I mean, you can say population control isn't the push here, 
but clearly it's some push there there is push there for it because how do we um how do we sustain this and let me find well there was um a section cuz i found this child's book in another article that was bitching about this child's book it was just like pointing out all this obvious propaganda in it and um it says some i i didn't have time to read this whole book it's like a hundred page child's book like what child reads a hundred page book when it's forced um, to talks about how the world is busting at the seams and Mm -hmm. the world has like a like a limit Mm -hmm. like a cutoff of how many people it can sustain and each country has their own cutoff yeah and like we got to push to these kids like what what each country's cutoff is and we we need to stick to that well um yeah abortion goes so far right and then what what do you do then yeah like education um you teach the teach them to not have 500 more kids or or whatever they're saying or create a virus well what if they want to what if that doesn't change it well yeah exactly well because and again it's a cultural thing which is very communal again it takes a village to raise a child catholics here in America, right. Catholic families Eight, don't nine believe. Kids. Yeah, they don't believe in contraception. They don't believe in um, abortion. Right. They don't even believe in the pullout well, method. And they would say that that is a lack of education. Yeah. So that they're so, they're ignorant because they're believing that you know that it's some divine process. Right. But they're they're saying developed countries have less kids, but then you get groups like that, mm-hmm. the cultures that that is culturally exactly. acceptable. You and get like, um, what was it? The uh, the Mormons would always have like oh yeah twenty kids yeah and so it just varies culture by culture that's Absolutely. why they need to um, have a set culture or a, mm-hmm. like what do we call it? like a collective right. um, yeah um, across the board culture mm-hmm. cultural idea yeah so everybody is on the same page yeah and that's going to take reeducation again yeah so I agree no it's yeah. And what happens when people are popping them out? You look at China, they basically throw you in jail if you have too many kids. Absolutely. Well, and, and they, they force you to, or not force you, but they, they make sure that that third kid is not born. Yeah. Yep. Force, forced abortions, things yep. like that. So, I mean, too Ooh. many babies isn't sustainable. Looks like you have another girl in there. I'm sorry. You, you're getting rid of it. Yep. You want us to take care of this one? Because you only get one more kid. Mm-hmm. You want it to be a boy, preferably. Right. So what do you think about population control? Do you, like you said, you think the world can sustain, is built to sustain. I do. Whatever is it, put here. Yeah, in a responsible way. And like you said, there are those that don't do and but that's another rabbit hole to go down. Right. I, I think that um I think population control is a dirty business when you have somebody at the top deciding who gets to live mm-hmm. and who doesn't. Who gets to have kids and who doesn't. And and you know, and who's the final say in all that? Like well, who gets to decide? Well, but then you get into eugenics, right? Mm. And it's like, okay, well, you're only allowed to have two kids. You want them to be healthy, so we're going to take a seed from you. We're going to take a seed from you. We're going to combine them, and we're going to take out the u- ugly stuff well, because yeah, we want to have, have the best people. They have like pretty much computer generated oh, children yeah. where you can pick the qualities you want in them. You can design your exactly. kid on a computer. And put those and those then, qualities and those traits into and that. that will have to be the norm. That's that's crazy. It is. This is all crazy. Yeah. This is not a world I want to live in. No, me neither. So what do we do? Like, all right, we talked about if the shit his fan were moving. Well, we just decided that we can't do that. What are right. we doing? We are we 
get in your airplane that you're going to get a license for here soon, and we're just going to crash it in the ocean, <laughs> or we're going to move to a remote island? What what do we do? Yeah, I you know I don't know. I so we're we're getting close on time, but I did want to tie this back to the Green New Deal because um, I think there are obvious connections here. I think we've already covered some of them, yeah. like the infrastructure, like changing all the infrastructure. Like the Green New Deal talks about basically tearing down all buildings and rebuilding them to specific codes. Right. You're rebuilding every building specific codes. They're not. There's not going to be. Um, um, there's unique building structures. There's not going to be like no. all like where you go region to region here in the United States. If you go down to Arizona, there's a lot of Hispanic mm-hmm. culture in the building, right? And if you go up north, there's a lot of like Nordic yeah. culture in the building. No. Um, even if you go to different areas of here in town, in the this smaller town that we have, you you find different cultures and different building styles. You don't have that. We're no. all across the board. St- same standard, standardized well, yeah. buildings, and, and I mean you're you're essentially looking at like a self-imposed dark ages mm-hmm. again. I mean there there is no room for free free thought. You know yeah. there is no room for for cultural art or cultural expression because yeah. you're 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 separating yourself from the rest of the herd at that point. Yeah, right. No creativity whatsoever. No, not at all. You gotta you have to you know again you have to it, it's total control of yes. everything. So. Let's look at some of the Green New Deal stuff. I had plenty of articles here. First one I want to point out that connects the dots is um, the UN came up with, well, all sustainable development concepts have like three pillars to them. So like I said, everything that's considered sustainable development ties back somehow to Agenda 21. Um, Those three pillars, though, for sustainable development are... um, and and they're worded differently. You'll hear different people word them differently. Like that that woman that we listened to, she worded it differently. But it's basically all the same thing. It's economic development, natural resource management and protection, and social equity and inclusion. And, those are the three pillars. And I, I've heard those fra- those phrases used a lot in Build Back Better. Well, here, look at this. This is straight from the Green New Deal or from the Green Party USA, which is toting the Green New Deal. Um, Let me pull this up. So here is their little spirally thing here. Why is this thing popped up here? I don't want to give. But you you get the gist here. The Green New Deal implements climate, which in here on the sustainable development is considered natural resource management and protection, climate, Mm -hmm. jobs, which is economic development would be considered under jobs, I would think. And then at the bottom is equity, which mm-hmm. social equity and inclusion is. And, and, that's all. Those three things equally make up sustainable development. And, and check out that that second sentence there. It says that the Green New Deal takes aim at two of the biggest crises we face: climate change and inequ- inequity. inequity. Yes. So they're calling, and it's uh, these two crises are joined at. The, so they're calling them a crisis now. Yes. And, and all three of these things have to be balanced equally. Yep. Yeah for this to work, for sustainable development. And and we see the lengths that the government's going to go to to manage a crisis. Yes, uh, absolutely. Shutting down the economy, you know, mandating masks. Like I said about um, the storm we had here, Mm -hmm. the derecho we had here, 
you saw how people responded to that and how they mm-hmm. lost their freaking minds. Yes, this pandemic is a thing, I, I guess you could say. But there's so much worse out there. Look how the government responded to that, how the people responded to that. And then imagine a global crisis such as climate change. And imagine how, on a global level, we respond to that. The the freaking totalitarian-esque type laws that went into place here for the the coronavirus. Put that at a global level when we're we're dealing with the, the... quote-unquote climate change crisis yeah. and, and look at the the mask shaming mm-hmm. you know look at the social distance shaming that went on you know the right. karens out there now imagine this on a global level right right it's scary. global karens <laughs> oh god karencitos <laughs> so some things i, I to tie back because we talked about how agenda 21 is about getting rid of private property getting right. rid of vehicles and and Freaking the Green New Deal, Ocasio-Cortez's thing talked about... What what was interesting to me, which made me tie this to 2030 to begin with, was I started just reading about the Green New Deal again, just to kind of refresh my mind. And it said how all this stuff, like the carbon emissions and stuff like that, all this stuff was to be implemented by... 2030. 2030. And that got my wheel spinning. I was like, oh shit, Agenda 2030, which is the revised version of Agenda 21. So... We've been talking about Agenda 21. It is one in the same as Agenda 2030. It's just kind of a revised. Mm-hmm. In like 2015, there was just kind of a re reinstated agenda. Right. Like, well, we didn't hit our goals, so let's push these goals harder. So it, yeah. I found it interesting. As soon as I saw 2030, I was like, oh, shit. And that's what made me decide, hey, we're going to start digging into this and see what the connection is. So is it, and you and I, we, we've looked at this and we're, we're thinking, okay, this very dystopian future, right? I mean, not mm-hmm. a place we want to live. Right. So is there any like Joe Blow, plain Jane out there that looks at any of this and says, wow, I cannot wait for that world? There is. They brainwashed them too. Yeah. To it. Because remember we read that whole paragraph about like the socialist students or whatever, mm-hmm. and they were saying how the only way to to recover from or to like fight combat climate change is to basically tear down capitalism and right. instate global socialism. Yeah. The people are out there yeah. and it's the younger people that have gone through the public education system mm-hmm. that have been brainwashed through this. So yes, there are people they're, that they're... are like, yes, I would gladly give up my property rights and live in a 350 square foot apartment if, if it the, means saving the planet. Right. If the polar bear gets his, yes, his iceberg. Save back. the turtles. So I don't think, I mean, a lot of the stuff in the Green New Deal is kind of like Joe Biden, where it's like, it's a lot of verbiage that sounds well and good. And it's not going to come right out and say, hey, we're going to take your property away from you. But here is. One of the parts that stood out to me, one of the sections of what the Green Party USA or the Green New Deal was talking about, and it says, The right to decent, affordable housing, including an immediate halt to all foreclosures and evictions. We will, not we must, we will create a federal bank with local branches to take over homes with distressed mortgages and either restructure the mortgages to affordable levels or if the occupants can't afford a mortgage, rent the homes back to the occupants. So a federal bank, federal government-owned bank, 
will buy your mortgage from you and rent your property back to you. That screams yeah. government-controlled yeah. housing, government taking taking control of at least a step towards government ca- taking control of private property. Yeah. That will be the first step. Right. And it's like, well, you guys can't afford it. And we taught and I predicted this with the businesses how they kept giving all this PPP and you couldn't yeah. afford it. And yeah. then they have to give you a little more. Well, eventually the government's going to take yeah. over your business. And there's more PPP coming. Yeah, and that's what it sounds like they're uh promoting for mm-hmm. housing. It's like, well, obviously there's this housing crisis where people can't afford their houses. Um there all these uh mortgages are going defunct well why don't we just buy these mortgages and like let them just well, rent the houses from us again that's the, the premise of the great reset it says expand rental and home ownership assistance create ample public housing and offer capital grants to nonprofit developers or of affordable housing until all people can obtain decent housing at no more than 25 percent of their income that sounds great but it still is all leading to the government will own the property. Yes. They have to. Yes. Because they're going to have to supplement the um the homeowners mm-hmm. to the point where they're making up for the cost difference that the people aren't aren't making. Yes, they're right. I, I read all the time people bashing on landlords and how it's a bullshit job. Right. It's not a job you're just you're just taking a percent of somebody else's yeah. I don't think they realize what goes into home right. Yeah, ownership. I, I was talking to a, a customer of ours who he owns a couple different properties and manages properties, and he was just telling me how this whole thing has just kind of really put the screws to him because you know he can't get money from people, yeah, and he can't evict them, so right. they just are basically you know wearing and tearing on the place, and he's just gotta he's gotta put up with it, right. So the next one says the right to accessible and affordable utilities, heat, electricity, phone, internet, and public transportation through democratically run, publicly owned utilities that operate at cost, not for profit. So it sounds like government-owned utilities. Right, yeah, which again, they regulate and determine how much you can use and when. If you aren't aware, the term publicly owned typically means government-owned. Just, just for your information, yeah. it's not a co-op. PBS, Public Broadcast System, yes. that's government-owned channel. Yes, and <laughs> look how great that is. Have you ever watched a PBS show and been like, man, this is fantastic? Right. And there's a reason why Sesame Street went to HBO. <laughs> yeah. Because it was the good one. <laughs> yep. And then it goes into like green transition and things like that, which we we connected to Agenda 21 yeah. with all the infrastructure, with all the climate stuff and all that regulation, all that all that stuff. We we've hammered it in there. I just wanted you to see just slightly how this ties mm-hmm. to the Green New Deal. We're not doing this on our own. Other no. people have made this connection. Yes. Yeah. I didn't until like I said I saw that 2030. I'm like, "Holy shit, there's something here." And I started looking and I found like the lady that we saw the interview from, we saw and then I heard several other people talking about it and just tying directly Agenda 21 to um the Green New Deal. Like this article says, the Green New Deal is Agenda 21, and it's the the drive to make it law. So like I said, like I pointed out, Agenda 21 was a non-binding, like a suggestion. Right. The Green New Deal is the push to make Agenda 21 a law. Right, yeah. So I think I'm going to end with this article. I'm going to read a little bit about this, and then we'll just get out of here because we are, we are pushing our time. But um, I, I didn't want you to think, hey, we just— we just went off on the rails and just right. went for Agenda 21. 
we had a direction here because this ties in with everything that we've been talking about. Like like we said before, I think this is the end game. Right. And I don't think it's a good end game. It's no. not as flower and rainbows as they're saying right. it is. Yeah. If all the stuff that you find good and like good quality of life here right. in America, that all goes out the window with, yeah. with Agenda a- Anything that you love about America goes yes. out the window with this. So if you're a card-carrying American, this is scary. Because <laughs> you're not even getting baseball and apple pie. You can't even have a card to carry anymore. That's true. That's that's resources. <laughs> so it says, hang on, what the fuck just happened? It says, for more than 30 years, I've worn a tinfoil hat. There it is again. Because I and a few others were able to read between the lines of the UN's Agenda 21. This is from AmericanPolicy.org. So, again, I'll post this in the sh- some of the stuff in the show notes. Then last year, when the global forces used a nitwit bartender to launch their Green New Deal, the Republican Party laughed, but immediately I could see exactly what was happening. It was Agenda 21 all over again, but this time on steroids. So, again, we've said this before, I think... People like Ocasio-Cortez are puppets for bigger agendas. Like, this person didn't get to where she is by her bootstraps. I'm sorry, it just didn't happen. Right, yeah. Like, it's a nice um, American dream story, but that's not how she got there. And that's not how she is, like, the prominent voice of the party in her first term. Kamala Harris. Obama or Obama the same way. exactly these are people that have been planted there because they're useful they were basically nobodies before oh, yeah. they got absolutely. planted there yeah, absolutely you look at the train of their careers and there is somebody there that is propping them up yes. at every turn it says get ready because we're they're about to launch an all out drive to impose the green new deal at every level of american government their inspiration for this new game plan is from lessons they've learned from the coronavirus lockdown. Fear is the key. The new urgency will be climate change using the pandemic tactics. We have talked about this. We have covered this. Mm-hmm. So it, it's always good when I read articles that make the same ties right. that we make because it just kind of solidifies. Right. And we're, we're not totally crazy. Yes. Ironically, the policy designated to save us all from this very old but renewed crisis is their 30-year-old solution, Agenda 21, now renamed the Green New Deal. First, let's make one fact very clear. The Green New Deal is Agenda 21, most recently labeled the 2030 Agenda. There's no difference, and if congressional Republicans like Mitch McConnell and national conservative leadership in D.C. had listened to my warnings over the years, they would know that. In fact, we could have killed this insanity when first infested national policy under Bill Clinton's administration. Instead, they were dumbfounded and amused when an unknown bartender from New York suddenly laid down the gauntlet that now threatens to remove and replace our very system of government and economy. Let me prove my case. First, let's review the Green New Deal. I'm not going to go through this whole thing, but it says what it actually calls for according to a, a report by a major proponent, the Green Party U.S. The plan is four-part program for moving America quickly out of crisis into a secure, sustainable future. That always sounds good. Yes. They label these the four pillars of the Green New Deal. So there's four instead of three on this one? Well, it shows that little three-way graph that I showed you. It shows that again, but it adds some. So it talks about the Economic Bill of Rights, which I would think would be jobs. Yes. Green Transition, which would be the climate. And then... uh, 
real financial reform, which I'm guessing is the equity part. Right, the get rid of the capitalism. Yes, but then it adds a functioning democracy. So it's basically rethinking democracy, which is renaming socialism as democracy, right. probably. Yeah, that's it exactly. Because this says at the end, it says, specifically, it's a federal propaganda and economic control machine, otherwise wow. known as communism. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it says it. So then it talks about the Agenda 2030 goals, which we've talked about, includes the no poverty, the zero hunger, the good health, all those all those steps that we list out in Agenda 21, reinstated as Agenda 2030. Um, and then it, th- this article here ties them to each of the pillars of the Green New Deal. So it ta- says the end of poverty ties it to Pillar 1, which was uh, the e- Economic Bill of Rights, you you guys can read this yourself. We don't have time yeah. to get all the way into it, but it, it it breaks it down and kind of ties it all back into the Green New Deal. And it's not saying, hey, this is kind of like the Green New Deal or it's kind of like Agenda 21. It's saying the Green New Deal is Agenda 21. The only difference, like I've said, like they're saying, is the Green New Deal is a law. It's it's what yeah. you're going to it's going to be implemented and it's going to be legislated. It's not it's not um, suggestive anymore. Right. And it's what do, you're going to do. Do you is there any like hope glimmer of hope in your heart at all that the Republicans <laughs> would even try to fight this or would they just go along with it? Well, and I, I've I've heard speculation on this. I've heard talk on this that the Green New Deal, Ocasio Cortez's, was just like this big wild crazy thing that she threw out there right and i I remember that and everybody made fun of it everybody's like oh wow but then she threw that out there so it would look crazy so then um somebody i can't even remember who it was had suggested the green new deal light pretty much so and and the republicans were like yeah i guess we could make that um yeah um Compromise when it was just like a right. four hundred mile away compromise. It was. Yeah. It wasn't like, hey, let's meet halfway. It's still. You don't want to be a science denier, right? Right. Exactly. So, but she threw out this such a big thing here. No, that so makes that sense. way they could. She well, it's it. kind of like we talked about the stimulus bill. Right. How now yep. Nancy Pelosi suggested the three point two trillion dollars, right. and it's just like, wow, that's insane. So then we round it down to a hundred trillion dollars, right? Or, or the one trillion dollars, right. nine hundred billion, whatever it is, right? Which is still a bunch of shit. It's still a bunch of shit, but it's like, well, at least it's not the three point two trillion right. dollar one. Yeah, you know, you throw it's 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 all about um, right. It's compromise. It's yeah. um all all about um. Making a deal, you always throw out your highball number right. so they meet you down yeah. about where you want it to be. Sure, I'll sell you this van for probably about 50000 50, And you know, 000. the Green Deal light is probably very similar to the Biden plan. Oh, and I and I guarantee it's got the framework to go to the big one when they want to. So, because it's always a slippery slope. And we are pretty much out of time, but you know what the scary part of this is? Hmm. This is being implemented and pushed. At the local level. Absolutely. Because there's a group called ICSI, which is, or ICLI, sorry. Um, We're going to have to dig more into this because we're out of time, but it's um, Local Governments for Sustainability. It's a global network of more than 1,750 local and regional governments committed to sustainable urban development. And I've heard that 1,500 of these cities are... In the United States. So oh, I guarantee our city is one of them. It's basically a group, like, at the UN level, 
that has kind of infiltrated the local city level and is um, pushing some of these regulations at the local level. And While we're sitting here, like, focused on oh, this yeah. presidential election, yep. we've talked about this during the election when we had— um, uh, uh, Yes, McGeehan, Pat yeah, McGeehan. Yeah, Pat McGeehan on yep. that, hey, pay attention to the local right. level because that's where it's going to make a yeah. difference. It's implementing at that local level. They're right. they're they're starting it regionally, and it's like yeah. that slow evolutionary process where it just like builds and builds mm-hmm. from the the bigger cities. Yeah, you look at like the cities in California, New York, and yeah. like Michigan and stuff like that, where it looks a lot different than it does here. Oh yeah. So it's... nobody's paying a damn bit of no. attention at the local level. No. So these agreements aren't being signed at a federal level. But you have fifteen hundred cities that are implementing them right. across the and United I, States. And I guarantee it's going to continue to grow. It will. Yeah, I don't know how far it goes, but you need to pay attention at the local level. I need to pay attention. I need to too. Local I level. I haven't been either. Right. So it's all about controlling those resources. And if you start at the local level where people aren't paying attention, it all looks well and good on paper. It's just like, well, who doesn't want to save the butterflies? Yeah. Who doesn't want to save the grasslands, you know? Well, I, and again, it's not that I'm against all that stuff. No. I love nature. Right. But when it, it turns into full-blown controlling all the resources, yeah. the government having a say in everything you do, rounding us up into big major cities yeah. to where 50% of the country is untouchable. Right. And you can't even go there. Rounding up our guns. Yep. Like dearming the population, controlling our children, yeah, putting us in a three hundred fifty square foot apartment complex. Yeah. I don't want that. I'm no. sorry, I don't. No, is that a world even worth saving? No, I'm sorry I, to say, I, I, that makes me sound horrible. But is that a yeah. world we want to live in that is even worth saving? I, I want what what you know Dennis Learman said in, in Demolition Man. I want I want to rub bacon grease on my naked body while <laughs> reading porno mags and smoking a big fat cigar. <laughs> right. I mean that's what America is. <laughs> This is scary, scary shit. It's something you should pay attention to. We are way, way, way over on time. So um, we're going to just leave you with that. Let that stew. Um, We're going to have to dig more into this. Again, this is just scratching the surface of this stuff. Just giving you an idea of this over-encompassing global agenda. I don't want to be Alex Jones and be like, oh, the globalists. But, you know, that's what it looks like. It is what it is sometimes. Yeah. I mean, you just got to call it for what it is. So, we got anything else, Bill? I think we covered a lot. Does your brain hurt as much as mine does? Yeah, it's there. All right. <laughs> yeah, it's just been constant for the last few and, days. And, and you know, we're, we're we're just scratching the surface. Absolutely. So, we're going to get out of here. Let us know what you think. Hit us up on social media. You can find us all over Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Parlor at Break the Bell Pod, Break the Bell P-O-D. Um, buy our merch. Uh, visit us on patreon.com if you want to support us, patreon.com slash break the bell. Do all that fun, happy bullshit that we promote every week. Otherwise, we are going to get out of here. Happy New Year. Sorry to leave you on such a dark note, but we wanted to go out with a bang. (laughs) A bang, unlike the, or kind of like the Christmas bang. Yes. But, But you know what? 2020 is over, 2021. I know I've been saying it's going to be bad, but it is what you make of it. Yep. So, yep. Have a good New Year's. Get out and, and celebrate. Celebrate the the murder of 2020, the seeing off, the burial, whatever you want to want to call it. Let's get this shit out of here and over with and get into 21 and see what we can make of it. Have a good yeah. weekend. 
We'll see you right back here for the weekend update. Keep on talking. Sunday. Keep talking. Never stop. Ever stop talking. Ever. Ever. Goodbye. The Break the Bell podcast is brought to you by you. So pat yourself on the back because without you, we would be talking to ourselves. A special thanks to our Patreon members, Remzo and Justin. A shout out to our sponsors, Goulash Media. On the run with Remzo W. Martinez Podcast and Banzot Media. If you'd like to help support us, visit patreon.com slash breakthebell or buy our garbage at breakthebell.bigcartel.com. Get back here next time and let us continue to invade your ear holes and as always, never stop talking.